Duffersey and Brad Gray dissect the lead-ups and preview the big three, the Golden Rose, the Golden Eagle and the Golden Gift. Thursdays. News. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's thoroughbred racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome to Racing HQ for another Saturday. Great to have your company, Luke Marlow, with you as always. I come to you live from the... Sky Racing Studios here in Sydney and we're excited for it's another big weekend not only of racing but of sport in general. Uh, you've got the Rugby World Cup, the Cricket World Cups on, uh, Australia and New Zealand playing a test match over the weekend as well and uh, we've got the Cox Plate today. Uh, we've got the Group 1 Spring Champion Stakes from Sydney. It's had a prize money boost in recent years and uh, Tom Kitten, he's been without luck all preparation in the lead-up races. Can he have a bit go his way today and pick up a Group 1 for uh, Godolphin, who've got a strong hand across the Randwick program, sequestered Capo Strada, among others, uh, runners that'll be favoured uh, to win their respective races at Randwick today. And we've got a real Sydney flavour in the Cox Plate this year as well. Uh, of course, Fangirl heads down there, uh, coming off her brilliant last start performance. Uh, she is uh, one of the best mares in the country, to say the very least. We know that. We've also got Zaki there, Alligator Blood. Uh, yes, he's done a fair bit of his recent racing in Melbourne, um, but uh, the Blood, it'd be a big story if Gay and Adrian could win a Cox Plate with him. Uh, the Melbourne Cup winners there, Gold Trip. And, of course, uh, the uh, three-year-olds, Militarise, Zach Lloyd, uh, Sydney's uh, star apprentice of last season, the uh, apprentice premiership title holder and also the Bart Cummings medalist. He will ride militarise in that Cox Plate today, 49 and a half on his back and King Colorado. He'll be there as well. Two three-year-olds in the Cox Plate this year and we know that they always uh, run very well. Militarise, an $8 chance, but it's Romantic Warrior for J-Mac, the $3.80 favourite in that race today. The uh, market for the spring champion as we come to air earlier this morning, Tom Kitten uh, gee, there's been a, a lot of chat about him and, and a lot of people against him this week. Uh, in a lot of the previews I've listened to, he's, uh, he's unders, uh, according to most people, so he's starting to slide. He went up $2. He's now two fifty. Will we get better? We just might with the edge off this track today at Randwick. True rail, sometimes that inside part can be just the inferior ground. And he does have barrier one. He doesn't have tactical speed. So I wonder... How much more can they take him on in the marketplace? It's going to be super interesting. Uh, if you're watching us on Sky Racing this morning, Sky Racing 1, Sky Thoroughbred Central with us. Good morning to you. We're currently showing you a graphic of that spring champion uh, market where Rafa Tack up the top is $6.50. Tom Kitten, $2.50. The filly is there, Tata La Vita. Horse number 12 at $6. Port Lockroy, 9 and Gambare at $10. And, I mean, see, this is the sort of excellence that we get provided here. I mean, Rob's on the job this morning, and look at that. Uh, that's not on the rundown, folks. But we just uh, we just roll with it here. And uh, great that we can show you that graphic this morning. We'll get into our track uh, reports right now because at Randwick is Michael Wood, the track manager. He's had a really busy month or so. 
And Randwick takes centre stage today, hosting another Group 1. We've also got the invitation there for the Mayor's uh, big prize money race up for grabs. Michael, as I say, good morning to you. A weird phenomenon this week. Uh, we've had a, a dry winter and start to spring, but there's something that's just been falling out of the sky, uh, some sort of water droplet uh, type of thing. Uh, not sure what it is, but can you shed some light on that for us? Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Luke. Yeah, uh, somewhat of a phenomenon. I mean, we were, we were uh, sick of it there for probably the last 12 months, but um, happy enough to get a little bit of rainfall this week. So, yeah, uh, just under 10 millimetres for the week of rain. Um, and, look, it, it has taken the edge off this track and, and we'll kick off on a soft five this morning. Soft five, Ramwick, this morning, uh, edge off the track. Uh, I'm sure it's probably a welcome addition. You can't beat that natural rainfall just to uh, get a little bit of juice in the ground and uh, and all of that sort of thing. And I think some of the horses might appreciate it. We ha we've got a lot of horses in training who won't have seen uh, a track with any sort of give in it. Some of them prefer it. We know that. Race horses, they're all different, Michael. So some might enjoy that little bit of edge off the ground today. But it's not going to be anything major, is it? Just that five range, you're saying? Yeah, and look, only only just into that five range as well. Um, but yeah, look, you, at, at times you can't beat that natural rainfall. We've been keeping the uh, the water up to the track with irrigation, but um, getting some nice even rainfall has been good. So put the Peno at uh, 5.28. So that is only just into our, our five range, but it's only going to be a coolish day today, around 21 degrees and, and not a great deal of wind around, um, about a 15k wind from the east. So yeah, not not a lot of wind at all. Um, but, look, it's, uh, it's set the track up well, as you say. They're, they're going to get their toe into the ground uh, throughout the day today, but certainly in improving it, and maybe we'll get to a four later on in the day. True rail today. Um, how do you think the, the pattern of racing might sort of eventuate today? Yeah, certainly nothing. Uh, like our going stick and, and penetrometer have shown that there's, there's certainly nothing wrong with the rail. Mm. Um, but we have had a fair bit of racing. You know, we've been, we've been up and racing every fortnight now since the back end of May. Um, so plenty of racing on this track. There's a little bit of marking. Obviously, we raced out at five metres last week. But, um, yeah, plenty of racing. And, look, I, I think with that wind, um, it's not going to not going to have a major effect. Probably what the uh, the Nor'easter did there last week at the back end of the meeting. But, um, yeah, all in all, you know, nice even track with a bit of give um, and easy wind. So it should be, should be a cracking day. Any more rain coming or it's finished? Yeah, not a lot more on the horizon. Uh, sort of back to back to some pretty warm temperatures at the start of next week. So uh, I know the guys at Rose Hill have been getting that track ready to go there for, for Golden Eagle next Saturday, and, and they, should, they should have it in great order there for the meeting. Super, mate. You have a great day, Michael. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Luke. All the best. There's Michael Wood, the track manager out there at Ramwick. So soft five punters, if you're just joining us, true rail. I've had 10 millimetres of rain for the week at Randwick, so it's just pushed it into that five range and uh, the edge off it, uh, just to say the least. Kembla Grange today, Dave Anderson's down there for us. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning, Luke. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks uh, for asking. How's the start to the day been down there in the gong? A bit damp. Uh, we had a total of 21 mils of rain in the last 24 hours and seven mils overnight. Um, it's just pushed us. Luke Price has just uh, galloped one and he's we've just pushed the track into the heavy range just with that rain overnight, unfortunately. That's okay, mate. We've had a pretty good run, haven't we, with these dry tracks, but a heavy eight today. Yeah, heavy eight. It's borderline. He was it's borderline seven and eight and it's just a couple of patches that uh, 
that are sort of pushing it into that eight range and with the one thirty start, we'll just see and keep monitoring it when the stewards get in. Terrific. Um, rail wise? Rail's out plus four. Uh, the entire was in the true position last meet. Terrific. And did you take a penetrometer reading this morning? No, not this morning, mate. We didn't take one. Okay, beautiful. Heavy eight, four metre rail, 21 mils in the last 24 hours. Um, how do you think the track might race today, Dave? Well, I think it'll race all right. I think they will get off the fence. It's sort of heavier on the fence than, uh, than out towards the middle of the track. And when we do get rain-affected tracks, they, they tend to go up that way. So um, I think that's how it'll play. But uh, all in all, it should be all right. You have a great day, Dave. You too, Luke. Thanks, mate. Dave Anderson down there at Kembla Grange. They have an ev- a heavy eight. It's just into that heavy eight range, but uh, 21 mils the last 24 hours. You, you're going to deal with uh, a track with a, a little bit of the edge off it. Uh, that's for sure and certain. Eight races, the first 1.25 Eastern. That's Sydney time. Um, 12.25 in Queensland. And they start the day with a 2,000 metre race, a maiden. Up to Brisbane we go. Ross Smith is at Doomben for us. Good morning, Ross. Hey, Luke, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How's uh, the weather in Brisbane this morning? Oh, it's fine now. wasn't yesterday afternoon. Oh, what happened yesterday, mate? Bit of rain? We got 10.5 mil yesterday afternoon. Okay. Uh, just sort of developed out of nothing. Really? So it wasn't forecast? Yeah. Nah. Nah, it's um, about uh, quarter past one, I suppose. Right. We went out to do our readings, and next thing we looked to the south, and it's just getting darker and darker. And Yeah, we had 10.5 mil, and the airport had two. Well, so so it was not very far from the airport to us. Yeah, right, so it's quite widespread. How's that affected your preparations with this track this week? Oh, no, this, I would have liked it Thursday night instead of yesterday, but anyway, it's um, helped us out a lot. Wind's been very um, persistent all week, so uh, we've been chasing water, trying to get it in the right spots all week, but we've um, got a pretty good pad today with that raining yesterday. What's it rated, Ross? I'm going to go a five, Luke. Um, it's got nice giving it this morning. It's overcast. And it's only going to be about 23 degrees today too and very windy from the south-southeast. So it's not going to dry out too much. Um, we'll have a nice, good racing pad again. That's good to hear. Uh, and the rail there today is true, is it? We're back at true, yeah. We've had 22 mil of irrigation for the week and 14.5 mil of rainfall. Expecting any particular pattern for the meeting as far as how it'll race today, or are you just going in neutral? First one back, Luke. It'll be, um, yeah, the jocks will sort it out themselves. Righto, Ross. Well, mate, have a great morning and uh, enjoy the day there at uh, Durban. Thanks, Luke. There's Ross Smith uh, giving us the latest at Durban. So, a bit of unforecast rain yesterday, uh, early afternoon, and the track, uh, however. Uh, soft five this morning, uh, been a bit windy up there in uh, Brisbane this week. Uh, Cox Plate Day, Mooney Valley, Marty Sinan's on the line to give us the latest on the track. Marty, good morning to you. Morning, Luke, how are you? Yeah, really well. Excited for this meeting today, uh, Cox Plate Day. What a super field it is again this year. And are we going to have a, a beautiful surface? Of course, race there last night. How's the track cope with that meeting last night? And how will it back up today? Yeah, the track pulled up really well. Um, we started off on a good four last night, got an upgrade after race three uh, to a good three. Um, it was a beautiful night here last night. I had a great crowd. It was a really great night's racing, actually, so very happy with last night. Um, after races last night, we put on eight mil of irrigation, so a 32 mil for the week. So the track's still come up a good four this morning, but very, very close to a soft five. So we've got plenty of juice in the track 
as we speak. Uh, Rail will stay in the true, and we'll start off on a good floor. The weather forecast today is um, 24 with a bit of wind around, so it's it's quite calm here at the moment, but they say after about 8 o'clock the wind will pick up to about 30, 35 k's. So I expect the track to dry out a fair bit, and we will get to a good three at some stage. So. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. And that wind, how, how will that impact the racing today, do you think? Uh, it's northerly, so that'll be across their shoulder up the side of the track and then on their back down the straight. So it will allow horses to run on and, and push them down the straight. So I expect some quick times today. Um, having better quality horses always does that. So Paradise might run another track record, third in a row. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big crowd. I think we've got about 22,000 coming today. Uh, race course with the redevelopments it's a smaller footprint we normally get over 30 for Cox Plate day but with this year we're down to 22 but I think the crowd will have a great day and a really great day's racing yeah what about her mate Imperatrice gee can't it gallop yeah she's pretty special so they'll be trying to beat her though but I don't yeah. think they will so if the track's running on like it did last night I think um, yeah, she'll be a really good chance today she'll just bango but you're, you're expecting a pretty fair sort of pattern of racing today there at the valley yeah, there's no excuse not to. Um, like I said, there's a little bit of scuff marking on the inside, but that shouldn't affect it too much. Like um, being on that good three last night, we didn't get much marking at all. So I don't think any part of the track will um, be a disadvantage to the horses. Maybe because we have put that water on, they may chop into it the first couple of races. So you might see them just getting off later in the day, but um, I expect the race very even and give every horse a chance. Marty, uh, great job last night. I thought it played beautifully as well. It was uh, good to watch that meeting unfold and good luck for Cox Plate Day. Uh, thanks very much. There's Marty Sinan giving us the latest on the Valley. Good four, true rail, northerly wind uh, picking up. Uh, that's across their shoulder and uh, down the side of the track, Marty told us, um, and behind them as they enter the home straight is my understanding. Uh, we've got one more port of call, and that'll be to Morfordville. Justin Groves is on the line to give us the latest down there in Adelaide today. Good morning to you, Justin. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How's Morfordville rated today? Uh, we're running at a good four again today, which is good, so on the inner parks track. Parks today, beautiful. Rail position? Uh, we're three metres uh, up to the 1,000 to the winning post and true remainder. How is the track? Track's holding up really well. Uh, good grass cover out there, so, um, you know, we've got a good bit of irrigation. It's been windy conditions this week, so we've just had to monitor that, but other than that, should play very well. Any wind around today? Uh, slight wind this morning, increasing to about midday, then sort of mid-afternoon, sort of dying down a little bit. So top of 25 and sunny, so good conditions. Fantastic. Enjoy the day there, Justin. Thanks very much. Justin Groves giving us the latest on Morfordville. Those are your track reports around the country. If you're just joining us, Randwick is a soft five, Kembla Grange a heavy eight, Doombin a soft five, Mooney Valley a good four, Morfordville a good four. Brady Nixon, other side of this break on Racing HQ. Derby Day Race Day at Aquas Bay Desert is back with a bang. Saturday, November the 4th, presented by Pride's Easy Feed. Don't forget to wear your black and white, full tote and bookies facilities, plenty of bars and food available, plus live entertainment. Enjoy the ultimate in country racing at the Country Luncheon for $80 per person. General admission tickets, $10 per person, with children 17 years and under, and concession free on the day. Gates open from 10.30. Get your tickets now from bowdesertraceclub.com. Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holes it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. 
That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Land a Toyota Ladies' Day, the most fashionable event of the Hawkesbury Racing Calendar, Thursday, November 9th. The eight-race card includes the $200,000 listed Land a Toyota Ladies' Day Cup, plus fantastic live entertainment and fabulous prizes for fashions on the field. Arrive early for a free reading from renowned local psychic June Lorraine. Dress to impress and enjoy the thrill and excitement of being trackside at Hawkesbury Race Club. Gates open 11am. For more info, call 4577-2263 or go to hawkesburyraceclub.com.au. Hey you. Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back. It is a Racing HQ on your Saturday. Uh, by the way, guys, we had a, um, I don't want to say, we had a revamp with our uh, text line. Uh, if you uh, were listening to the Big Sports Breakfast during the week, um, I can tell you that the text line is the usual number now uh, going forward. 0419-767-272. If you've got anything on your mind for the show throughout the day, uh, you can reach myself uh, here at Racing HQ of a Saturday with that number, Dave Stanley, during the week, and, of course, uh, the boys on the Big Sports Breakfast as well. One number for all uh, stations is uh, 0419-767-272 if you've got anything on your mind. And uh, we are now going to have a look at a few trial horses with Brody Nixon, as always, of a Saturday. How are you this morning, Brody? Good morning, Luke. I'm very well, thank you. What about yourself? Yeah, enormous. Hard not to be. I mean, hard not to be with the day of racing we've got ahead today and the weekend of sport. Um, won't know which way to look, Brody. No, it's a really, really good weekend. Of course, Rugby World Cup final coming up. Cricket starting to warm up too. The Aussies are starting to take a step forward. What about Maxi the other night? Oh, just, what was it, fastest 100 ever in a one-day international? Is that right? Yeah, I think a World Cup fast yeah. one day hundred. So um, yeah, unbelievable. When he's on, he's on. How many balls was it, Robbie? How many? Forty-three. Forty. Wow. Yeah, he can tonk it, can't he, uh, Brody? When he's on song, uh, he is just an absolute weapon. Uh, if he was a racehorse, who would you compare him to, Glenn Maxwell? Oh, something enigmatic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't say nature strip because Maybe, he he came oh. good. I was about to say nature strip early days before yeah. Chris got his hands on him. Just, just raw. Robbie's saying Chautauqua. Maybe that's that's probably not a bad comparison, Chautauqua, because some days he just wouldn't go, and then some days he was the world's best sprinter. And you wouldn't see him till late too, Maxie. To come in the last yeah. few overs <laughs> the other night. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, yeah, good to see the Aussies turning it around because that was a slow start to our campaign with two losses, but they've steadied the ship. I think they've got New Zealand uh, in their next match, so looking forward to seeing how we go against them. As far as your trial horses, you've identified one in the highway today, race three, number two, the dramatist who's resuming. Nice horse, this fellow. Yeah, he's a nice horse, Luke. You're spot on. It's not very often I tip in highways, um, but I really like the way this horse went about his work at Scone. Silver City won the heat. Now, the horse that ran second in the heat as well was Florino, who is favourite here, $3.30. And I tell you what, we're rolling the replay. 
STC and Sky One viewers, but to my eye, the dramatist, I thought he had laps, or not really laps, but I thought he went very, very well against Florino. Silver City, who wins the heat for Arrowfield, were, was rock-solid fit after a run at the races, but Florino went really well in front, but the dramatist, Chelsea Hillier was a board down the outside, struggled to really hold up this horse as he really motored through the line. Little doubt if she gave him more rain, he would have extended to win the heat strongly. I think it was a fantastic piece of work. 3.30 versus the $10 we're getting for the dramatist compared to Florino. Yes, Florino's drawn well. It's an emerging galloper. Gets that gun, Aaron Bullock aboard. But we get Karen McAvoy from gate number 10. He does have to carry a big weight, but he's a big, strong horse, Luke. And I think first up, one by three each way is a brilliant bet. Yep, there is the dramatist. $10, uh, au. Florino uh, for Bullock, Massara and Gavranich. And uh, that is a, a good highway today because Bandy's boy, he he's second up as well, keen to see what he can do. But uh, the dramatist is the first of your trial horses. And we know you're a Queenslander. Well, you're over the border now, but you're still keeping your eye on the racing up there and you've found a trialer in race three, number nine, horse called Serial Offender. Yeah, my mates abused me the other day because I said I'm not doing as much of the Queensland form anymore because <laughs> we just got too much racing down here in Sydney to get through. But... Um, yeah, Serial Fender. Now, this horse was accepted to run at Randy Kensington on Wednesday behind Gay's Artist. Now, I gave her a bit of a sneaky chance that day because I thought her trial behind Gay's Artist at Kembla at Hawkesbury was really good. Now, she was defeated two lengths. Gay's Artist, as we saw at the races on Wednesday, she's very green. She floated about a bit. And I know Gay's Artist was quite green in a trial and she extended beautifully. The one question for me is Serial Fender didn't quite extend as well as Gay's Artist late, and I'm not too sure how much was under the bonnet. Yes, she was only defeated two lengths, but she she, did, she went about her work quite well, but it wasn't something I walked away going, I'm going to stamp you, but I asked a few mates who do the local form, I'd have flicked through the Mashani horses, and to be honest, there's nothing that scares me at all, so I think she's certainly worth a play. Gay's Artist went up there, she'd be a twenty chance. So I think Serial Fender, off that nice piece of work from Matty Dale. Damien Thornton goes aboard, gun, former Victorian jockey up in Queensland. He's riding very well. And we're getting $3.70. And against what has been described as me as a fairly weak crop of two-year-olds at the moment in Queensland, before a couple of the really nice ones step out ahead of the Magic Millions, I think Serial Fender's worth a play. Quickly, mate, before you go, um, have you got a tip in the spring champion for us? Um, I, I believe you're an all-in ticket holder on board the Tomcat. Oh, the Tomcat. Today's <laughs> the day, Luke. He's, he's let me down the last couple, but I don't think he will today. I'll be going with my missus, uh, my wife, that is, and the new clipboard. And as we said the other day, I was, I was told Green's unlucky on a racetrack. So if Tom loses, the clipboard's going to be uh, snapped in half and left on the track there at Randwick. But... I'm on Tom Kitten, nice early ticket, so hopefully he can get up for us this afternoon. Yeah, good luck with him. Um, and for those who don't know, you're you're one of those blokes, I mean, when most people go to the races, they'll take the sunnies, put the tie on, have the wallet, the phone. You're, you're the clipboard man. You go armed with the clipboard and all your notes to the races. You're getting around and, I mean, you're a company man. We know that. You've got the bright green one uh, in the tab colours now, so that should surely help you. Surely help me. Green stands for winning, I thought. But um, our mate KP, he mentioned that Green to me is not quite the luckiest um, in regards to on the racetrack, as a few people superstitious say. But he's airborne, isn't he, Tom? He's just mm. been lacking that run. I thought every run's had so much merit to it. Had a good result on him first up. So 
hopefully can do it for it once again second up. What's your read this afternoon on the spring champion? Because a lot of these horses come through the same rates last start, Luke. I think he's better than them, Tom. But it's just... I mean, surely he's due some luck. I think if if it's a true speed, he gets clear running, he'll run them over. And it'd only be Tata Levita coming out of the different form line that could knock him off. I think with even luck, he'll beat everything that he he raced against in the lead-up. Uh, and it's just a case of, well, how, how does Tata Levita aim up here against the boys? Uh, we know Phillies can win this spring champion. So, mate, I, I think you're on the right horse. What price all in? Uh, $11. Oh, beautiful. Have a good day. You too, Luke. Pleasure as always, mate. There he goes, Brody Nixon on the show this morning. And Tom Kitten, 250. He's secured 11. He's got a hedge, hasn't he? Uh, the great man. He maybe have something on uh, Tata La Vida. He's just firm, Tom. Yeah, I was saying 250. He's now 230. So uh, he's trimmed up a little bit uh, before 7 a.m. Eastern time this morning as Tom Kitten, Raff Attack. Uh, he'll go forward, Regan Bayless on board. He'll give him a good steer up front. He won the, the Group 3 lead-up last start. Uh, that's the gloaming, wasn't it, uh, from memory? And uh, he was he was too good there. But, yeah, Tom, he was in a bumping match down the side. He, uh, he was sort of unbalanced and had to push his way into the clear. Gee, he motored once he got out. I think 2,000 metres should be right within his realms. Uh, and 2,000 metres might just suit this filly, Tata La Vida. I don't mind the setup. the fact that... Uh, Chris Waller's just given her that little bit of time since a, a brutally run uh, flight stakes. It was a, a hot speed in that uh, flight stakes and uh, they've just given her that little bit of time to recover and a, a tick over barrier trial where James McDonald rode her and won on her at Rose Hill. She's only had the six runs. She presents into the race fourth up. I can see why she's been chipped away at fixed odds uh, this week. Uh, did she? I'm sure she went up longer than $6. Uh, it's just not displaying for me here, but uh, I thought she was a little longer uh, on opening. But anyway, uh, either way, she's pretty solid on um, the third line of betting at this stage, um, or second line, I should say, equally with Raff Attack. Cameron Crockett's on the line now for a chat. He's got a couple of highway runners today at Ramwick. How are you this morning, Cameron? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, uh, buddy. Good to speak to you. Uh, Super Extreme, I think, is uh, dead set flying, this preparation without a, a lot of luck. Uh, no doubt you're excited to... Get him out to the 1,200 metres here today, third up. Yeah, we took him to um, Ramwick in the highway. I think the one Derry Grove won over 1,000. He just had no luck up the inside. First time we got an inside barrier on him, so we're happy about that. But um, proves to be a hindrance more than a help. And then he went to Tamworth in an open company. And I know um, lining highway formats a bit tricky, but I think generally if they can be competitive in open grade and they're still a class three, they come back and run well at the highways. He's just got a big weight. That's his only issue. He's not a big horse. He's got 59 and a half. He's going well, though, isn't he? He's going super. Yeah, he's going really well. Um, probably give him another run or two and then talk to the owners about maybe a short let-up and having a crack at the country champs next year. Now he's eligible. And that 1,400, uh, is that his best trip or what's his sweet spot at this stage of his career? Funnily enough, I think... He's, uh, I've trained his brother all his life as well, who's I don't think quite as smart as him. Um, maybe could have been, but had a few setbacks. And we always thought his best distance was 1,300 pure Fuego. And when James McDonald got off after he won the 1,400, um, he said he thinks probably 1,300's his exact trip. But he said the trouble is you're obviously not going to get many of them. So you generally got to go 14 or 12. But um, probably a bit better at 1,200, I feel. 
um, the fourteen hundred the day that he won it. He did sit deep and had a sort of he had a wide run the whole way, but they didn't go very fast, so it wasn't it wasn't run at a really strong tempo. But um, I'd say thirteen hundred, but you can't really say that because they don't have a lot of them. So mm. probably twelve, slightly better. What about Rajnish? Uh, worth a go in a highway? Oh, definitely. Um, we bought him and got a few people into him, and we just that first run we gave him at Scone, he was he was about seventy five percent because we wanted to get three runs under his belt for a crack at a highway. Probably seven furlongs would be better for him, even out to the mile. He's he's one up to a mile before we got him. So his main target is the Mudgy Cup. Um, when I bought him, that's what I was. That's what I had in the back of my mind was the Mudgy Cup. So he'll go twelve hundred today, um, fourteen hundred in a fortnight, and then the Mudgy Cup in December. But um, he's not without a chance. He's he's got good form. And again, it was it was an open open handicap the other day. And I know it was only at Canamble, but the start before that he ran second to Seguso so with no luck in a benchmark 85. So you're talking open company country horses that he's holding his own with. Um, admittedly, the highways have always got a sort of class horse or two in them, but there is plenty that come out of highways and don't win open company as well, which both of these have done or, or gone very close to doing. You may well get a winner today, but is there another winner on the horizon for our listeners? You've got Invasive Dreams at Wellington on Monday. Um, is there anything else lurking around the stable? Um, I don't think Invasive Dreams will start Monday just from the bad gate there at Wellington, but she will go the following week to Musselbrook, and she's probably one worth following. I thought she trolled really good against some smart horses the other day at Musselbrook. Um, whole team's going pretty good at the moment. They've all been pretty well placed the last few weeks, so hopefully we can keep doing it. Have a good day, Cam. Thanks for your time. Cheers, mate. There he goes, Cameron Crockett. Couple of runners in the highway today. Team is... Uh Pretty airborne. Uh, Bathurst yesterday, winner, Zeebe. Uh, he's trained uh, a double there at Coonabarabran Barabran uh, recently as well. Winner at Tamworth with Pyramid of Fire. Last 50 starters or so. I, I can't count them up quickly, but there'd be a dozen winners or so there. Um, look, just looking uh, quickly on Racing Australia. Uh, Brett Devine's our next guest. Uh, he's about to join us. And, in fact, he is on the line, the Head of Broadcast and Communications at the Australian Turf Club. Brett, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Luke. Good morning to all the punters. Another sensational day uh, ahead of us at Royal Randwick and what a carnival it's been and more Group 1 racing today. Absolutely, mate. More of the same. It's been a, a good carnival thus far and it thickens up again. Uh, last Saturday at Randwick was just a sensational day and I just I love that uh, we've got this uh, Race the Calendar Presnell honouring uh, two men who've pretty much dedicated their lives to the racing industry. Yeah, absolutely, and obviously amongst the, the Group 1, Mowat and Shandon, Spring Champion Stakes and the $2 million the Invitation, another great innovation from Racing New South Wales. It's also our great honour and pleasure with Racing New South Wales to honour Ken Callender and Max Presnell with this race. Uh, Ken and Max are just truly icons of the racing media uh, industry here in Sydney and the wider industry, and whether it be on newspapers, uh, on TV, on in radio, digital... They have led the way for the media and racing in this uh, state for the best part of seven decades. Uh, obviously, Max still writing a uh, column for the Sydney Morning Herald. I know Kenny keeps his eye in here and there as well. And so thrilled that they can both be on course today. Kenny uh, wasn't able to make it last year. He, uh, he's here this year. He's here with Helen and his wider family. And uh, also Max with Kalina and their uh, family as well. So... Two absolute legendary figures, but two great men. They've got so many stories, Luke. They've brought so much to racing, so much to its history, so much 
to its reporting and it could be no better way to salute them than with a million dollar Group 2 race today. Absolutely, mate. Uh, you're absolutely spot on. I think it's fantastic. And there's a good luncheon on today for the National Jockeys Trust as well. I know Stanley's turning up. Uh, he told me yesterday, so there'll be a good roll up there. <laughs> mate, Stanley, fancy trying to mention him in the same word as jockeys. Um, <laughs> what, an important, what an important function that is and what an important organisation the National Jockeys Trust is. And, of course, Luke, they look after... The welfare of former and current jockeys and their families. Uh, the ATC Foundation and its chair, Angela Bell McSweeney, will be on hand today. And I'm delighted to also say that Angela Bell, on behalf of that ATC Foundation, will present a cheque for $10,000 to the National Jockeys Trust out of those those funds raised through the absolute generosity and huge hearts of the racing industry, our customers and our members. So a $10,000 donation that will go towards a welfare officer uh, for the NJT and they just do so much important work. You've obviously got your own link, uh, Luke, and you know what jockeys go through. You know their skill, their courage and everything else that goes with it. So uh, such a great uh, cause. The ATC Foundation and its $10,000 donation today is just another way of our racing industry saying thank you and recognising this great uh, sport and the people so central to them, and that's the jockeys. Well said, Brett. Uh, and we're seven days away from the Eagle, mate. Uh, it's come up quickly this year and $10 million in prize money this time. Yeah, obviously people shouldn't uh, miss the chance to go to Royal Ramwick today. It's the last Saturday, of course. We've got the big dance and the big, big day on the Tuesday, the last Saturday at Royal Ramwick. And, of course, we move then to two huge Saturdays at Rose Hill Gardens. And, Luke, if you just think briefly, even at the front page of the uh, tab.com.au betting market for the James Squire Golden Eagle, what a race this promises to be. What a, what a field. It could be the race, the absolute race of the carnival. Amelia's Jewel from Western Australia. You've got... A horse like Hawaii Five-O coming out of the hottest form in the country in the Everest. You've got a horse like Legato visiting from New Zealand. Kovalika has had no luck in a Tab Epsom and in a King Charles III Stakes, which is rated as one of the, the hottest and best mile races in the country. And and the visitor from Japan, Oban Buramai, here and has settled in remarkably well, uh, very, very well at Canterbury Park and may even have a spin during the week at Rosehill Gardens. They're just the first five horses, Luke. Uh, of course, Oban Buramai will be ridden by a megastar in jockey ranks in Yutaki Take. And mm. what a day we could have at Rosehill Gardens. What a race. So people should start to cast their minds towards that next week. Lock the tickets in at theraces.com.au. Lots of discounts on offer for big groups of 10. It's a huge day of racing for a couple of weeks there at Rose Hill Gardens. And what a spectator course it is. Don't miss your chance to see those great horses in action. Brett, I thank you as always. Have a great Saturday. Good on you, Luke. Good luck to all the punters. Good on you, mate. Uh, there's Brett Devine on uh, Racing HQ Saturday this morning. Other side of 7am Eastern, Ron Duffersey about to join me. Our guests this morning include Adam Hieronymus, Michael Friedman, Anna Roper, David Eustace and uh, plenty more on Racing HQ this morning. Stay with us. Feel the thrill of world-class racing with $10 million to be won on James Squire Golden Eagle Day. Gather your friends for a feast of street food pop-ups, award-winning dining, fashion competitions and live DJs. James Squire Golden Eagle Day, November 4 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6 Car Sales Car of the Year. Find
kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On all races at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's all races across three big tracks this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. My name is Gina Lulidakis. I'm the restaurant owner of Cove Bar and Grill. When you have uh, new trainees, the amount of work that goes into it with Nova because they've assisted us has just been a godsend. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? And we're getting close to action now. They're all set. Signal from behind. There's the lights. All clear. Racing now. Racing HQ. Racing HQ. Very exciting filly. Saturday racing with trainers and jockeys. Proud of the horse. His win last start was unbelievable. He travelled really nicely. He's just a fantastic racer. Plus all the form for today's feature race meetings. Here's your host, Luke Marlowe. Welcome back to Racing HQ, and if you are joining us for the first time today, good morning to you, and welcome to the show. We've got a big show ahead, of course. Uh, Group 1 racing in Sydney today with the Spring Champion Stakes and the $2 million, the invitation, and in Melbourne it is Cox Plate Day. What a field. Uh, Looking forward to that a little bit later in the afternoon. Uh, Real Sydney flavour this year with the likes of Fangirl, Militarised, taking on uh, the star Melbourne horse, Mr Brightside. We've got the Hong Kong Raider, Romantic Warrior, looking to bounce back after a disappointing first up run in Australia. But the whispers are it's it's improved. It would need to, but, gee, if he finds his best, um, he's the one to beat, no doubt about that, and he gets J-Mac to boot. So looking forward to uh, a super weekend of racing and sport, and we'll have you covered here on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing this morning where we are streaming on your TV if you uh, wish to tune in to us that way. Ron Duff as he joins me. And Duff, as I say, good morning to you. Uh, the, the carnival just rolls on, as we alluded to last week. It's uh, it's a big, fat carnival now. Yeah, it's amazing, Luke. And obviously we got the champion stakes, $2 million today, the invitation, $2 million, the tap cray, uh, 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 the calendar present, I should say, the, uh, for a million. Mm. And it doesn't stop there. It's uh, The spring champion stakes is a, a good little contest and it's a, a competitive days racing all day. Jar around the track today, first time in a while. Whether that's going to uh, change any patterns, I don't know. Mm, what's your feeling? Uh, just wait and see? Wait and see. Uh, they've watered down earlier in the week and uh, just that uh, the, the drizzle, drizzle rain for the past couple of days, but um, yeah, you know, I think it'll be okay with no rain today. We'll be probably get an upgrade and assess it after a couple of races. Poor old Tom going to get a bit of Luck today in the spring champion. He's been getting checked. He's been wide. He's it's been a it's been a wild prep. 
Oh, well, they seem to blame each other. You know, the jockeys are blaming oh, yeah. Tom and the Tom, Tom's blaming the jockeys. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if he can hold that inside draw today. I think that's all he's got to do. Um, yeah, if he, if he can hold that inside draw and get an economical run, um, I think he obviously is going to be very, very hard to beat. The kitten gets the hippo today, Duff. Normally a hippo would slow most things down, carrying that sort of weight, weight but the way he's riding, uh, I think that he might be able to just get him that bit closer in the run, particularly up in distance today. Adam's about to join us, but Duff, he's, he's got a great knack of, of getting horses on top of the speed, and I think that's why Gay and Adrian have sought his services over the years because he's such a good barrier jockey in the first 200 metres. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's, uh, that's the way they like their horses ridden. Maybe... Uh, get off it and James think Tom Kitten's better with a quieter ride. I don't know. Mm, so, um, look, Adam's professional enough to adjust to any situation. Absolutely, he is. He's on the line. Uh, Adam, as I say good morning to you, mate, I remember we spoke to you on this program only uh, months ago when you returned to race riding. You've got a Group 1 under the belt and some pretty good form to boot uh, ever since. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's been unbelievable. The the success that I've had in the last probably four to six months. Um, yeah, to like you said, to have ridden a, a Group 1 winner and, and to be riding favourite in the Group 1 today and then obviously a favourite in the Group 1 down in Melbourne in a couple of weeks' time, it's unbelievable. Mm. Um, have you done much riding for Godolphin? Uh, no, I've only had the one ride for them since I've returned and obviously that was Red Card and she won first up and uh, that's been it since I've returned. Uh, you would have looked at these runs, Tom Kitten. He's had a few little excuses there along the way. Yeah, he has. Um, and obviously, that's you know he's only been beaten short margins, and you know they could they would certainly would have made a difference if those little things didn't happen. Um, obviously, he's drawn very well today to get you know a, a very very soft run during the race. Um, I think it'll be good speed, obviously, with Raff Attack coming from out wide. He's a, he's a strong galloper and he, he'll set a, a nice tempo. Um, it's just a sort of matter of keeping him happy. And then once the race starts to turn on from the 700, it's just sort of thinking about what's going to happen and um, just being patient and, and picking my run. And once I have my run, I want to have him sort of at his top and, and clear running at the 300. And I think if I can. I can do that, he'll win. Mm. Uh, busy day for you, I think. What is it, nine rides? Yes, great. Yeah. Very yeah. Uh, Lancaster Bomber, he's a good old boy. He's in a race to suit here. Yeah, he's, he's good speed in the race. Um, he's drawn a little bit awkward with, this, with all the speed drawn inside him, but um, it was good to see him run a good race last start, so hopefully he can bounce and put himself, put himself somewhere thereabouts and just have a little bit of luck of slotting in. Capistrata, it'd be nice to get on off the on the right leg with Godolphin here in race two. Yeah, of course it goes well. Um, I just think probably with the with the with the speed in the race um, and the barrier, ideally probably have to settle a little bit further back. Um, obviously, I'll speak to the team there when I when I get there, but that's how I was looking at it. Uh, you wouldn't know a great deal about your highway ride, uh, unrelenting in race three, no trial? No, I don't, but uh, I spoke to Matty yesterday and he's happy with the horse. He's, he's got him so he's got him nice and fed, um, giving plenty of jump outs to have him up to the mark for this race today. Um, 
just from the barrier, be ridden conservative to find cover. Um, just like to see him relax and, yeah, with that, with just the barrier and the speed, he'll more than likely be ridden out the back. Um, but there's no reason why he can't sort of tack onto the back of a couple progressing into the race and finish off strongly. As uh, the question is a good ride in in race four, lovely mare. She's uh, on her way through the grades for sure. Yeah, she's going well. Um, last couple of wins have been great. She's drawn well. It looks to be nice enough speed. I think she probably rates closer. Um, obviously, I'd, uh, that depends on the stable and how they want her ridden. But the way I looked at it, that she probably from the barrier with the speed horses drawn next to her. She'd just roll across and end up in probably a more forward position than what she has been racing, and that those couple of speed horses should set a nice, nice enough tempo for her to get a perfect run during the race. Uh, Balkans again for Godolphin in race five. Just listening to a few of the comments from the stable, I, I think they might think he's better than what we saw last start. Yeah, I've heard a couple of things that James has said, and yeah, it seems like he's going well. Um, like a speed's gone outside us so hopefully we can sort of use them to get across and get in, into a nice position but it looks a winnable race for him and um, yeah I think the way the speed looks and where he should end up it, everything should fall into place for him I reckon he's got a terrific hope today Numerian um, he's a good chance of racing obviously closer from this draw definitely I think he's probably one of my better rides today. Um, everything looks looks good. He's drawn a good gait, no speed. Obviously, his run was very good first up. Um, and I've worked him since. Uh, he worked with Zaki on the Kensington track, and I was very impressed with the way he, he quickened up um, at the top of the straight and, and found the line. So if he can jump well, bowl along at a, in a nice rhythm and, and show the speed that he, he did in his track work and quicken up like that, I think he'd be very hard to run down. Mm. What about this alcohol, Freya? I think you know, there's, she's a chance of improving sharply today. Jar out of the track, 1,400, in more of a rhythm where she's not chase, chase, chase. She just probably, obviously her form says she's better than, she wants further than 1,200. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the, the 1,400 will suit her down to the ground. And like you said, the soft track will, will be very helpful. Um, but her run first up was great. Uh, it just sort of got got bumped a couple of times at about the 300. And she's not overly big mare. And, you know, might have just knocked the wind out of her a little bit. And she hasn't been beaten far in that first up run. And obviously the uh, next start in the Everest is very high pressure race. And I just don't think that sort of really suited her um, whereas today I know the gate's not great but I don't mind it it just gives us a chance to be patient roll across and just keep her in a rhythm and, and keep her happy I think the biggest thing is keeping her happy during the run and letting her build momentum and build into the race because she can show a good turn of foot at, at track work um, but like you said I think the, the 1400 and the soft track makes a big difference. Mm. And little pumper in race nine finishes your day uh, up to a mile today. Yeah, he's going great. Um, it's obviously been a target race for Gary and Adrian. He had that run first up and maybe just a little bit soft, but I still thought it was a good run. Uh, his work's been great since, so no reason why he can't just 
find a nice rhythm, bowl along and um, make it a nice enough gallop to, to suit him because I think that's where you'll probably see the best of him is just being able to dictate, get in a nice rhythm and bowl along. I think he'll run a very good race. Okay. Uh, just touching on your, your your filly in Melbourne, Tropical Squall, were you happy with it the other day? Yeah, I was. Very good. Um, obviously, the weight makes a big difference. She carried three kilos more, and, and, and the winner goes well. Um, just, you know, different track for, for her and myself. Um, we began quite sharp, as she does, and I just sort of was quite keen to get over, uh, whereas... I'd normally have just sort of let her glide the first furlong or so and, and go on a bit quicker gallop than what I would what I did Saturday. Um, and then I just sort of got going a bit early because I did go a little bit slower than what I would normally go on her. Um, mm. But very happy with the way she went, especially carrying the weight. Um, so looking forward to getting down there and riding her in the Oaks. Okay. Is that her next run or is she going to have a run before then? No, no, she'll go straight to the Oaks. Okay, good luck with her. Thank you. Thanks, Hippo. As I say goodbye to you, mate, sorry about the call on Narcissus during the week, mate. That barrier wasn't much help to you, was it? No, it wasn't. He's <laughs> a nice horse. He went well, um, all things considering. That I, yeah, he had a wide run, but it got even wider. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, um, have you ever had some like something just annihilate you on the turn like that? I mean, gee, you were lucky to stay up on him. Yeah, it's a funny situation because it's... Obviously, I was already wide, but um, it, it, yeah, it, it, I didn't feel like it was too bad. Obviously, it looked quite bad on the TV when I went out of the picture. Um, but yeah, it all happened quite slow. It's because there were so many horses that got affected. I could mm. see it coming, and um, it was just a domino effect. And uh, he handled it quite well, to be fair to him. And uh, he made good steady ground home and picked himself up well. So he's a nice horse and definitely one to follow. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I was worried you wouldn't make weight today eating all the pies on the outside fence when you were coming up the straight. <laughs> well, I was well and truly on the outside fence before the pie <laughs> shop. I was in the tie-up stores. Oh, where you what, mate? Look, he's, as you said, one to follow. Uh, nothing went right for him. And just excited for you today, buddy. Uh, what a book of rides. Uh, I'm sure you'll give them all every chance and good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, mate. There's Adam Hieronymus Duff. Um, he's just made massive strides since he's come back and uh, a well-deserved book of rides today. He's flying, absolutely flying to get back on the top of the tree mm. so quickly. Uh, well, I think he's higher up on the tree than he's ever been, really, but it's hard work, dedication and um, support. So he's putting the hard work in, he's dedicated on his way and he's getting support from the Waterhouse spot now Godolphin um, over the carnival. So, yeah, good on him. He seized his opportunity. And that horse uh, we were talking about was Narcissist uh, during the week at Gosford Punters. Gee, nothing went right for him. I said in the call, Duff, it was ugly from start to finish. And I felt a bit bad because it wasn't Adam's fault. It was just a bad draw and a horse hung. Uh, early in the straight and he got an awful check. Um, a few of them were lucky to stay up, so you probably didn't see that one during the week, Duff, but... Uh, no, yeah, obviously you, you were on it and you give him a bake in the run. Well, you know, I just like to spray them when I can <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> I wasn't actually on. Normally oh, okay. you'd be right in that accusation <laughs> um, because uh, I, I love the punt, as, as we all do, but... Uh, not on this occasion, uh, as uh, we get to our next guest, which is Michael Friedman. And, uh, Michael, as I say good morning to you, uh, you've got this nice filly, Mumbai Muse. Is she the, the best maiden in the stable, is that fair to say? 
Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, probably would be, I'd say. Um, <laughs> you know, she's she's obviously raced in stakes races um, in all of her starts, a couple as a two-year-old and then obviously back as a three-year-old in the spring. But, um, you know, she's acquitted herself pretty well in, in, in all of them and, uh, you know, I, I think um, today's race looks like a sort of a nice option for her. Well, you've freshened her up. Is that by design or no setbacks? Just uh, keep her fresh and aim her at something like this? Yeah, Duff, she just, she pulled up just a bit flat after the T-Rose. Um, and I was a bit, so it was a bit of a head scratcher because, you know, her two runs prior to that against the good fillies were, were excellent. Um, so we, we just, her blood wasn't 100% right. So we just thought, you know, we'll give her a little bit of a, a fresh and she had basically eight or nine days off in the paddock and then came back in and, um, just had a nice little sort of trial last Friday to keep her up to the mark, and I thought, you know, it was a nice piece of uh, piece of work, and she seems bright and happy, so hopefully um, she can sort of uh, repeat that today. Yeah. you got two other good, uh, decent chances here. I thought Ducasse, obviously, he was off a little setback last time, and he finished up in the wrong part of the track. I'd, I'd be inclined to want to give him another chance at the odds today. Yeah, look, I, I, he's, he's had no luck, that horse, in, in a few of his runs this prep. Stuff. He's, he's sort of just been a victim of wide gates, yeah. You know, where we've had to sort of take the option of going back and you know giving away big starts. And on yeah, certainly the other day at Rose Hill, where it was probably difficult to make much ground up down the middle of the, the track there. So I think he's, he's he seems to be in better form than perhaps what it looks like on paper. Um, and I think you know he he gives me the impression he'll enjoy stepping up to the mile. So I know we haven't been done any favours with the draw again today but with the visors on you know, as I just thought he's been having a bit of a stargaze at times um, you know, we, we might sort of see how things are panning out for the day but we might try and be a little more positive from out there than, than perhaps we have been. Mm, interesting there does look to be a, a fair bit of speed in numbers there and obviously you've got that big long run down the back where you can make a decision anyway Yeah, we'll just probably leave it up to Tommy to work out once the gates open and see how things are rolling along the first sort of furlong or two. Now, what about Bunker Hutt in the last? He was nothing wrong with his run. He had excuses the other day as well. Yeah, he, he, he did. He, um, he got caught a little bit wide early in the run um, and then again sort of had to, to, to make a, a run out and sort of wide in the middle of the track there at Rose Hill um, on the same day that you know just mentioned before. So oh, I think it was actually a pretty good effort um, from him and, you know, he's Obviously, his two runs prior to that were, were both wins. So I think he's, he's capable and worthy of sort of stepping up to, to the 78. And I think the tempo of the, the the slightly longer race today with a softer barrier um, certainly allows John to sort of bring him into the race with, with a nice bit of cover and give him every chance from there. Uh, at Doombin today, race four, Pico Rocks, a genuine type of horse. Yeah, look, he's as honest as the day's long. Duffy's... Um, He's been poking around the provincials here for, you know, several of his last runs and he just sort of runs a similar type of race. He does have a tendency to sort of dwell in the gates and ends up sort of further back than we really want to. So we're going to try and sort of see if we can be a bit more positive on him today and just thought that the trip to Brisbane, a change of scenery, um, you know, in a set weight mile race looked like a nice option for him. And, you know, I'm sure he'll run a good genuine race again and it'd be nice to see if he could stick his head out and win. Uh, race three, Kembla Parisian Rose looks a good, very, very good chance. Yeah, look, it's obviously I'm surprised the tracks come up as heavy as it has, but um, 
will probably still go around because I think with these younger horses, you may as well find out early in the piece if they genuinely handle heavy ground. Um, and if she does, it looks like a good race for her. She was good at Newcastle at first start where she did a fair bit wrong sort of mid-race but, but knuckled down well late. Um, so the step to the 1,000 should suit her today. Um, just obviously you have to wait and see whether she yeah, can genuinely handle wet ground, but we may as well find out sooner than later. Yeah. What about why can our girl race six? Yeah, lovely filly. Um, bred to probably get you know, a mile and a quarter. Um, so obviously today... You know, um, 1300 first up, um, it'll be a nice race for her, I think. Um, but she's the type of filly, I think she'll just hopefully continue to improve as we start to stretch her out a bit because um, she's, she's pretty well bred and, as I said, she's bred to get over a bit of ground. Lovely. Luke? Michael, just before I let you go, we were talking about that uh, Gosford maiden during the week, your horse brokerage. Gee, gee if you can, I'm, and I'm sure you will get to the bottom of him, um, once yeah. he learns, gee, he's, gonna, he's going to be a handy horse because he, he just did everything wrong, didn't he? Yeah, it's a real strange one, Luke. I mean, he, his two trials for me, you know, were absolutely faultless, yeah. um, where he just never put a foot wrong. Um, talking to Tommy after the race, he sort of, he said, it's a bit of a weird one, he said it was almost like the corner came up too quick for him and surprised him and so that he, he sort of wanted to continue going on a straight course and Tommy was trying to get him to corner so it was very out of character for him and he seems to have pulled up fine with, with no issues so he has to go back to the official trials uh, at some stage in the next week or two and you know we'll probably look at putting a set of blinkers or visors on him just to give him that little bit more focus and um, go again but yeah he's a horse with talent um, it was just yeah it was a bit of Surprised me that he did that because you know he's um, he certainly hasn't shown any signs of doing that type of thing at home or, or in either of his trials leading into it. Just tell Barry to keep them straight, will you, please? Yeah, no, that's what I did. Uh, so I could have got a few, four kilo kid do a better job. <laughs> Great stuff, <laughs> mate. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, good luck today. I appreciate your time. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> See you, Michael. Right. Uh, T. Barry Duff. I know he's had a break, but dead sad. He was all over the shop there at Gosford during the week. Uh, but yeah, you got to keep him in line now and again, and uh, give him a dig in the ribs. Keep him on the. Uh, straight and narrow, and that's, I think that was just a little bit of an uppercut there from Michael. Well, do you know what? I've been doing this show a few months now, and that's probably my favourite quote, uh, comparing T. Berry to a four-kilo claimer, having <laughs> having had not much experience yet. So uh, that was gold from Michael. But he, he's got a good day ahead um, with these three horses at Randwick in particular. Um, all look good chances. Duff, are you sort of... Uh, you're getting them in the tips anywhere, those three of Michael's that we just talked about? I'm, I'm tipping two of them on top, actually. Okay. Uh, I like the filly, and I think Ducas is capable of an upset. Mm. Yeah, he's another horse, hasn't had a lot of luck this preparation, particularly with draws. I mean, uh, he had barrier one on that one occasion, but he's out in 12 again today. So, uh, yeah, interested that he, he might try and just push him up there a little bit more and get him interested in the early part of the race. Yeah, We've got our next, I didn't, sorry, I didn't, really, got, I didn't really want him to do that. I thought there was enough speed for him to drop out the back and swoop, but I'll leave it to the four kilo claimer and the trainer to work that out. Oh, why didn't you pipe up then? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said, there's plenty of speed there, you know. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. little underlying meaning with that comment. I did know that, Duff. Very good. <laughs> We've got Anna Roper on the line now for a chat, uh, who's doing a, a great job. She had a about a six-month period off with a, a knee injury, but uh, she's just starting to get some real momentum back and recently outrode her country claim, and she's on the line. Anna, welcome to Racing HQ Saturday. Good morning to you. Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, excited to be doing that little bit of riding in town now. We know you've got a Saturday winner on the board already. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's been a great experience. I mean, it's amazing to ride with 
that class of jockey. There's so much to learn being in town. I heard you in an interview at uh, Warwick Farm. You said really wasn't the plan to come to town this early, but I suppose your your hand's been forced a little bit. Yeah, it has a little bit. Um, obviously, doing it the right way is is what you aim to do. That's what Dylan did. That's what Zach did. That's what majority of the jockeys that have, have really succeeded have done. And um, it's obviously the way to ride the most winners and maximise your claim. But I think there's just so many jockeys at the provincials at the minute. It's very hard to get those good quality rides. So just riding and being in town and being able to have a bit of success has been has been really nice. Um, you're keeping yourself busy. You're still comfortably riding around that 52 mark? Yeah, obviously the more you ride, the better your weight gets. And I sort of walk around about 51. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty easy for me in that regard. You're very busy. You're around everywhere riding. You're Like you said, Canamble last Sunday. You've got Rose Hill and then you're going to Kembla. So you've got two meetings today. And I thought, I don't know if you're riding a Tari, and then you've got Wellington Monday. You're pretty busy. Yeah, I like to be busy. It's the one thing I, I really enjoy doing. Um, obviously love riding, and I've got mum who, who does a lot of the driving with me and lets me have a sleep on the way to the races. I think that's the, the one thing I've really had in my favour that's really helped me out the whole way through. Mm, interesting. Uh, you got a really good ride to start the day. This chief conductor, he did enough first up. I thought this is a lovely next step for him. Yeah, he went he went terrific first up. Um, we sort of thought he was a little bit underdone after the race. Like he just felt the pinch that last little bit, but he really toughed it out and stuck on very well. So I think from that nice barrier today, he should lead hopefully lead quite easily and um, and be a bit stronger. Yeah, Rajanish, you went on him at Canamble last Sunday. He, he seems to be of um, a horse that's hitting straps in New South Wales now. Yeah, he sort of was the same um, out there. Drew Wide had to do a, a fair bit of work to get across to get outside lead, whereas he's drawn quite nicely today. Um, he obviously had a lot of confidence out of that run, hopefully, so um, he should go well again today. Okay, and then you and your mum get in the car and you have to be at Kembla by race six. You're in races six, seven and eight. So I thought maybe the carpet bag, I wish you better best ride late in the day there. Yeah, I'm just a bit worried about the wet track for him. Okay. Um, obviously, drawn a nice barrier. I've seen recently they've scratched him from a few wide gates, but drawn a nice barrier, it should be a little bit easier for him. But the wet track is my only concern. Okay, lovely. Anything to add, Luke? I was just going to ask, Anna, um, give our listeners a bit of your background as well, where you grew up and your path to becoming a jockey. Um, I've pretty much ridden horses since I can remember. Um, both my, my sisters and my mum were all into horses when I was younger, so I grew up around dressage horses and started to get into the eventing, which is a bit more gung-ho, and once I started riding track work, I don't think there was any turning back. I sort of got addicted to the adrenaline of the whole the whole thing and thinking that you can make money riding horses every day is sort of an insane thing um, coming from an eventing background where it is really expensive and hard to do it. But to think that I can, this can be my job and to just go out and ride horses every day, it, it really is a bit incredible. You're doing what you love, and that's uh, a great thing uh, for any young person involved in, in any industry. So we wish you well today, Anna. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
there's Anna Roper Duff. I'll, I'll pass her number on to you uh, if you want to give her a bit of advice uh, for her career, <laughs> Duff. You've mentored plenty over the time. Uh, no, she's impressive. <laughs> uh, she's very impressive. I, uh, I like the way she's um, grounded. Um, she's young. She's ambitious, uh, hard worker. And, um, yeah, um, she's going to have a great career. Absolutely she is, mate. Well said. Uh, Racing HQ on your Saturday. More interviews ahead. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Feel the thrill of world-class racing with $10 million to be won on James Squire Golden Eagle Day. Gather your friends for a feast of street food pop-ups, award-winning dining, fashion competitions and live DJs. James Squire Golden Eagle Day, November 4 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. How good is the bull? You've heard about it. Now it's time to find out for yourself with Ambassador Travel. All roads lead to Warnable in May for three action-packed days of racing action with some of Australia's premier jumps events like the Grand Annual Steeplechase and the Gallywood Hurdle as well as the Wongoom and the Warnable Cup. Plus you'll take in the Great Ocean Road, Port Campbell National Park and the unmissable 12 Apostles. Book now to avoid disappointment and create a lifetime of memories. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au you. Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. At TAB, we're on for Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill Gardens. Van Gogh goes to a wish I win, who kicked and won! The world's best four-year-olds battle it out with an incredible $10 million in prize money. Plus the three million dollar Giga Kick stakes for the sprinters. See you at the Golden Eagle Saturday, November 4. Tab. We're on. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back, Racing HQ on your Saturday. Great to have your company. Big day of racing ahead. I'm joined this morning by Ron Duffersey as we work through our interviews this morning, focusing on this Randwick card. Uh, we haven't really touched on the invitation yet, Duff, as I say good morning to you again. Um, $2 million up for grabs for the mayors, and is the Everest form going to be the right form with Espiona getting back to the 1,400 metres? Yeah, this race is a little bit different. I think this is the hardest race of the day. Mm. Obviously, you've got to respect that Everest form, and uh, we've got a couple of improvers there uh, that have needed recent racing with the Ma Eustace pair. You've got the Kosciuszko form with Opal Ridge. It was fantastic there uh, last time. The Alan Brown form looks strong, obviously, um, uh, with with roots there. And then you've got the Nivison where you've got Obviously, the impressive magic time in Paracel coming out of that. So it's all over the board there. Um, I don't know, to tell you the truth. I, I'm intrigued by the race. Uh, I'm sort of leaning to magic time's way with the sense of timing and and uh, the intent to get to this race. So I don't know. It's a real tough race, that one. 
the Marius, this combination have a strong hand with two runners, uh, Royal Merchant and Ruthless Dame. And David Eustace has been good enough to give us some time this morning on Racing HQ Saturday. David, good morning to you, mate. Luke, morning. How are you? Yeah, super. Uh, looking forward to the day's racing. Sydney or Melbourne for you today? Uh, Sydney today. Yeah, looking forward to getting up there. Uh, we've got a really nice team in. Well, we can start with Pioneer River. It's a nice race for him. He's, um, he should be right on the speed there from the inside draw, David. Yeah, he will run. Uh, he's been racing really well. He's just a, you know, he's a tough, consistent sprinter, um, very honest. Uh, he's going to be up on speed, as you say, and um, give everyone a shot. Any opinion, opinion of unanimous in race four up from Victoria? Uh, look, we've changed the scenery for him, Ron, just trying something different. He's been racing poorly uh, without a lot of interest. So he's had a jump out up there. Um, been training out of Bong Bong. Blinkers go on. So you will wait and see for me. Uh, this Le Perrin was very sharp there at Gosford. Yeah, we like him. Um, as you say, he's sharp. He hasn't got a lot of race experience, but he's um, been very professional the whole way through. Uh, Jason Gallup, who last Saturday, was very impressed by him. So, um, look, he's, I thought he was sort of skinnying up in the market for what he's done, but uh, he'll run well. Mm. And then you've got these couple of nice mares, um, Royal Merchant and Ruthless Dame. So, uh, how do you assess their chances? Yeah, look, I agree with everything you said. It's a very, very tricky race to assess. Both mares at, at their best would be right in it. Um, I thought Ruthless Dame was pretty good the other day. And um, she just needs a, a nice uninterrupted run, which she should get from a wide barrier. I don't think it's the worst draw for her. And um, a little bit of juice in the ground will really suit. Um, Royal Merchant tends to just improve and improve and improve, so I think she'll run well, but you know, see, see improve out of the back of it, there's sort of a couple of races for her down the track, sort of towards the back end of the spring. Mm. Uh, namesake in race nine, interesting move, 1,200 to a mile. Yeah, obviously the query, um, but we think he'll stay, and um, it's excellent prize money for the grade of all that lines up, so um, his sectionals are pretty good the other day, and um, you know it, it, it's it's the right sort of race to be trying a while, that's for sure. Yeah, Gringotts is at the inside draw. It was tough last start in the last. Yeah, I think it's probably he's our best chance of the day up there. Sure, um, going to get us off run. More team will suit, and um, we definitely haven't seen it as of course yet. Okay, and uh, you got Zuccarino there trying to find some form, Zuccarino. Yeah, hopefully he does today. Okay. And he's on warning, is he? He's on the last chance warning? He's been on that for a while, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mooney Valley, a couple of two-year-olds, indefinite, handcrafted, any ability? Uh, look, they'll, they'll improve the experience for sure. Um, they've got wide gates, they've trialled up okay, but um, yeah, I would expect them just to take benefit from it. Okay. Uh, just on the two-year-olds, I see you trialled him again yesterday. Scampy uh, rode him very quietly, but he dashed to the line looking good. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, we're keen to ride him that way. He quickened up well. And um, we're sort of hoping he gets a run in the Golden Gift. Okay, I don't think you'll have any problems there. Uh, broadcaster, I like her. I know she's still a maid, but I love what she did the other day. She was huge. Um, 
big run. Uh, obviously, for us, the concern was just a tough run going two weeks and, and travelling down to Melbourne, but she's taken that in her stride. She looks great. Um, she's eaten up, so she it's a much uh, softer gait. Uh, should get a much easier run uh, throughout the race, and uh, the step up to the mile should suit, so um, she should be right in it. Okay. I am me, uh, I am me I'll be ready to pounce if this favourite stubs its toe. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, huge respect to the favourite. who looks uh, mighty hard to beat, but, uh, you know, uh, she's done nothing wrong with this prep, I am me. And, um, again, she's travelled down well. Only sort of query is she, she does seem to go very well fresh. And, again, we're travelling down in two weeks, but we've haven't done a lot with her and uh, you know she she um, she tries very hard so as you say hopefully the favourite has not day. Um, and last but not least uh, your two Cox Plate runners Gold Trip on the back up and King Colorado um, should love the 2000 metres with no weight yeah that's right um, we'd have loved to have just drawn a better gate for King Colorado I think it's perfect for Gold Trip um there'll be pressure in the race I think there should be a you know really good good pressure in the race um, uh, which will help him and um, we hope that King Colorado can get away clean and, and be part of that so they're in good form and Gold Trips handled the backup before that's not to say definitely well again but he wouldn't be lining up if we didn't think he would Okay, so you're happy if he jumps cleanly to roll forward on King Colorado here with no weight on his back? Yeah, well, that's what we'd like to do. Um, certainly, yeah. The um, history of the of this race tells you the, the three-year-olds that run well in it are the three-year-olds that push forward. So I like your yeah. thinking. 25 to yeah. 1, it's, he's a big odds that horse today. Yeah, I thought that there just shouldn't be quite as much between he and militarising the market. Whether the two of them are good enough, we'll see. But I thought um, they just should be a bit closer. Thanks for your help, David. OK, thanks, guys. Champion, mate, have a, a good flight and good luck today in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, yeah, interesting comment there, Duff. King Colorado to to roll forward and why not? Uh, why yeah. not have a throw at the stumps when you've got that lightweight? We know, as you've rightly pointed out, that uh, the, the lightweights in that Cox Plate with three-year-olds, uh, gee, it counts for something, doesn't it? Yep, and even if they're back, Marcus, you go back through the history of the race, the ones that have won or or really run well in the race are the ones that push forward, even if they're back markers. Mm. So they've got to use that lightweight to find a position early. And I'm talking about militarised here as well. He's, he has to be ridden front half of the field to be his best chance here. Annabelle Neesham has Zaki in the Cox Plate today. Stable rep Rob Archibald joins us for a chat. Uh, Rob, as I say good morning to you, do you have duties in Sydney or Melbourne today? Uh, Sydney this morning. I'll head down head down just after, um, just around lunchtime for the race. So, um, yeah, no, it's an exciting day. Maya, yeah, Maya Bronze there as well. No doubt excited to be a part of the race this year again. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, look, I think he's obviously been running consistently well. He's probably going to have to find a couple of lengths if he's going to be mixing it with the best of them, but he's in great order going into it and he's got a nice draw and hopefully gets a good run through.
You're saying that he might be the forgotten horse, Saki, here, Rob. He's just, he's had a lovely little prep. I think he's primed here at this stage of his preparation. Yeah, I agree. I think he's just had three very good runs. He's, he's rock hard fit now. He's ready to run a nice 2000. Um, look, if, if a few things fall his way, uh, absolutely. I think he can, he can, he can be right in it. And we might as well stay on Mooney Valley Port Lockroy in um is he no he's running in Sydney, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's in yeah, yeah, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's come to Sydney. Annabelle, uh, Annabelle has new Mary, and I like him today. Barrier one, he's obviously going to be closer. Yeah, he'll sit a lot closer in the run. He might even lead um, if if he can. Just wait and see how that looks. But he's in great order. He's come on a lot from his first up run, and should be ready to run a big race. Okay, and uh, obviously we spoke. Just touched on Port Lockroy. He's a he could well be a horse of the future. I like the way he dashed to the line the other day. Yeah, yeah, really like that. That was a, hopefully give him a little bit of confidence to get his head in front, um, hit the line really well. I think seems like the 2000 won't be an issue. Uh, look, a few handy, like he's going to have to go up a grade here, but he's been pleasing at home. Okay. Uh, Estraka was good winning last start in race nine. Yeah, he was. I think uh, he hit, hit the line really well that day. I think up to the mile is going to suit him. He's fresh and well. Um, couldn't fault him going into the run. I think he's. I think he's going to run well above his odds. Okay, and a bit of a mystery runner in the last uh, missile. He's an ex Kiwi. He's. Um, I thought his latest trial was okay. Yeah, no, he's been going well. He's got good form over in New Zealand. Yeah. Like we're obviously learning about him all the time. He's going to get out over further, but I think it just looked a nice starting point for him today, and I think um, he'll be running home late. Okay, lovely. Anything to add, Luke? Just good luck, Rob. Um, it's a big day all round, isn't it? Uh, runners all over the shop. Is there a, a standout for our punters at home who are looking to have a bet on a Nisham horse today? Um, I think uh, New Marion. I think he's he's going very well, and I think he'll, he'll run a nice race. Terrific, mate. Have a great day. Thank you. There's Rob Archibald joining us for a, a chat, Duff, and those are our interviews. Uh, excited for the day to unfold. Uh, we've... I've spoken to a number of key players. Those podcasts will be available if you've missed part of the show this morning. Uh, punters, you can uh, check out our chat with Adam Hieronymus, Michael Friedman. Spoke to Anna Roper this morning, as well as David Eustace and uh, Rob Archibald. That will all be up and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, sounds like Numerian, he's going to carry a bit of a weight today, Duff. Uh, I know a lot of form judges are, are just liking his map position in that race, and we've got the tick up from Rob there that they're happy with him. So appears all systems go, despite that race being sort of 4.20 the field, I could see him trimming up a little bit in the market. Yeah, yeah, I missed the start with him. I liked him. I did the form Wednesday for the show Thursday, and I thought, geez, I'm going to have something on this horse. So, and they went up $7. I said, I might even get a little bit better. Uh, but no, everyone's got the same way of thinking there. It's not, uh, I don't think we're one out. I think he's um, very well, well, he's, he's quite likeable there today. I know he hasn't won in 500 days, but, and uh, Hinge has come out, obviously, with that deductions there, but I think if you traded early, you've done well with the price. I see uh, Joe Pride put out a, a little bit of media this morning just uh, letting us know that Stockman, they're going to try and be a little bit closer today, Duff, in that race. Yeah, that's natural, I would have thought. Yeah, inside draws, off the track. Um, he's not going to lead or anything, but uh, he'll be in the first half dozen for sure. Talk to you after eight for our preview, mate.
Thanks, Luke. There's Ron Duffersey. Chat to him soon. Uh, full Randwick preview uh, after eight to Sydney time. Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley this morning for the Sydney preview, focusing on the Group 1 Spring Champion, the Invitation, the Calendar Presnell, all highlighted on that program today. Right now, scratching information around the country. And we start with the Royal Randwick meeting today. And uh, for Randwick, there are 20 scratchings. Soft five track from race one. Scratch three, Poseidon Ruler, number three. Race two, seven, Cooled. Eight, Poseidon Ruler. Twelve, Love Shuck. Seven, eight, twelve, race two. Race three, scratch three, Zaru. Six, I'm a true star. Eight, Lizdomania. Nine, Never Falls. Well, that's Never Fails, I should say. Fourteen, Smoke Show. Three, six, eight, nine, fourteen. Race four, scratch number 12, cruise missile number 12. Race five, one barber, four love shuck, and 11 ballroom bella. One, four, 11 out of race five. Race six, scratch seven, sabark, and eight hinged, seven and eight. Race seven, clear. Race eight, 13, Rosita, 14, Russian conquest. 13 and 14 out of race 8. Race 9, scratch 3, He-Man, number 3. And race 10, scratch 1, Dalalat, and 6, sequestered. 10 and 6, uh, I should say 1 and 6 out of race 10. 1 and 6 out of race 10. Uh, rider for Love Shuck, race 3, number 20, is Tommy Berry. That's been advised as an alteration on Racing Australia. We move on to the provincial meeting in New South Wales today. The venue is Kembla Grange and the information. Heavy eight is the track, 21 scratchings. We start in race one with four, the right rein, number four. Race two, one, Roma Avenue, four, Mystic Diva, uh, five, Mystic Diva, I should say, one and five out of race number two. Race three, scratch one, My Eloise, two, River Frost, three, Russian Assassin, one, two, three, race three. Race four, scratch one, Dolzino, and ten, Anacara, Lena. Twelve, Excelor, one, ten, twelve, race four. Race five, three, Burgundy Bubbles, four, Dalio, three and four. Race six, scratch four, Spay Malt, eleven, Just Easy, twelve, Monte Tiana, sixteen, Our Kiwi Girl, four, eleven, twelve, sixteen. Race seven, scratch one, Zoologist, Four, Reggie's Boy. Ten, Takara Star. One, four, ten. Race eight, Scratch Four, Jamira Beach. And ten, Princess Amira Four and ten, Race eight. The country meeting in New South Wales is at Albury. Scratching information for this program, 13 of them. Race one, six, Our Raider Boy. Six. Race two, three, Sonic the Hedgehog. And four, Tutan Carmoon. Three and four, race two. Race three, scratch five, extreme emotion, number five. Race four, scratch five, fire and gemstone, number five. Race five, four, snapbook, six, old Greg, eight, she's steaming, four, six, eight. Race six, scratch nine, I am extravagant, 15, majestic affair, 16, extreme emotion, nine, 15, 16. And from race seven, scratch eight, expect the best, and 11, ours a cracker, eight and 11 out of race seven.
We go to Melbourne, Mooney Valley for Cox Plate Day. The scratching information is as follows. 16 of them, race one clear. Race two, emergencies. 14, Dream Smart. 15, Blue Stratum. 16, Albertville. 14, 15, 16. Race three, eight, Riverina Cyclone. Nine, Delicious Tycoon. Eight and nine. Race four, two, Fire Lane. Three, Inhibitions. Four, Cigar Flick. Nine, Mumbai Muse. Two, three, four, nine. Race five, Clear. Race six, one, Peer Pressure. Number one. Race seven, five, Showman or Snowman. Six, Port Lockroy. Five and six out of race seven. Races eight and nine, clear. Race ten, one barber. Four, critique. Seven, leperane. And eleven, reveline. One, four, seven, eleven out of race number ten. To Brisbane, Doombin is the venue. And the scratchings, 34 of them, soft five. Race one, clear. Race two, four early thoughts. Eight, roller coaster. 11, Jimmy the Tulip, 4, 8, 11. Race 3, clear. Race 4, one, uh, rather, number 2, Eagles Crag, 10, Sea Ripple, 12, Voldemort, 2, 10, 12, race 4. Race 5, 2, Pacific Vampire, 3, Ain't She Lovely, 7, Lancaster Bomber, 8, Alley Zoo, 11, Barristista, 13, Hoot and Holler, 14, Warrior S, 15, Amor Veloce, 16, Caesarus, 2, 3, 7, 8, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16, race 5. Race 6, scratch number 2, devastating, 7, Daytona, 11, Kazrock, 12, Compassionate, 13, Outlawed, 15, Midnight in Tokyo, 17, Smashing Plates, 18, Magnitudo. 2, 7, 11, 12, 13, 15, 17, 18. <coughs> Race 8, 8, South Parade, 9, Fox, Oxford, 5, Oxford, 10, Too Hard to Refuse, 11, No Going Back, 8, 9, 10, 11. Race 9, 1, Couldn't Refuse, 7, Kipling's Journey, 8, Acrophobic, 1, 7, and in fact, that's 9, Acrophobic, 1, 7, and 9, take note, Acrophobic. Race 10, scratch 2, Dr. Why Not, 6, Marnix, 7, The Shearer, 9, Mort Doyle, 2, 6, 7, 9, race number 10, those are the Doombin scratchings. And finally, Morfordville, Parks Today in Adelaide and the scratchings, 21 of them, race 1, number 8, Jazz Affair and 13, Star Decorum, 8 and 13 out of race 1. Race 2, Clear. Race three, eight flyaway, nine blood, sweat, tears, eight and nine. Race four, number seven, shadow hawk, seven. Race five, number four, Lang Park, five, the Cisco's kid and ten, four wins, four, five, ten, race five. Race six, one, East India man, three, whiskey and woman, five, next dimension, nine, peacemaker, 11, Bella Leek, 1, 3, 5, 9, 11. Race 7, 4, Does It, number 4. Race 8, 4, The Magistrate, 9, Bella Rock, 4 and 9. Race 9, 1, Bristler, 7, King Moya, 
9. The General Public, 14. Rose Ring, 16. Julie, Julie, Jilly, 1, 7, 9, 14 and 16, Race 9 at Morfordville. Those are the scratchings around the country today and this is Racing HQ. Get ready for a dazzling experience that launches the beginning of summer racing. Tab Malula Bar Cup Day at the Sunshine Coast Turf Club is where the colours of summer are unleashed. Experience the thrill, the spectacle and the spirit that defines Tab Malula Bar Cup Day. Mark your calendar for Saturday 18 November and join us at the Sunshine Coast Turf Club for the most colourful time of the year. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On all races at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet in venue or on course with the TAB app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's all races across three big tracks this Saturday, but only at your local TAB. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. Hi, my name's Bradley Madden. I'm the owner of Prime Creek Ken on Nutrition. Jack came to us four years ago through Nova and, you know, we're having the back. Keeps everything stocked up, keeps all the, all the shop clean. Yeah, he's there to do it. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. Enjoy a night out for the whole family at the Group 3 2023 Gula Gold Cup, Sunday, October 29. Gates open at 4.30 for an exciting night of greyhound racing with food vans, tab, bars, live music, free kids amusements and GAP SA Greyhounds all trackside. General admission is with gold coin donation. Bookings available in Nixon's Function Centre for a delicious two-course meal. Visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au for more details. Think of the people who need your support. Gamble responsibly. How good is the bull? You've heard about it. Now it's time to find out for yourself with Ambassador Travel. All roads lead to Warnable in May for three action-packed days of racing action with some of Australia's premier jumps events like the Grand Annual Steeplechase and the Gallywood Hurdle as well as the Wongoom and the Warnable Cup. Plus you'll take in the Great Ocean Road, Port Campbell National Park and the unmissable 12 Apostles. Book now to avoid disappointment and create a lifetime of memories. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back. It is uh, Sky Sports Radio and you can also watch us on Sky Racing this morning and it's good to have your company on the program ahead of uh, a big racing, uh, a big day of racing of a Saturday and uh, looking forward to the preview very soon. Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley join us in just a second and we'll get to Steve Ralton in a moment for our stewards segment. He is in fact on the line. Steve, as I say, good morning to you. What have you got for our punters this morning? Hey, Luke. Um, race 
two number four Pioneer River uh, last start at Rose Hill when he ran fourth. Um, just received some crowding on the first turn and then got very awkward and probably put him back a spot further than he normally would have been. Um, also, just noting yesterday, the stable reported that he had uh, sustained some abrasions to the near hind in a in a bit of an incident yesterday morning, but he appears to be fine this morning and he'll undergo a, a veterinary uh, check upon arrival uh, on course. Um, going to race seven, the champion stakes, Tom Kitten, of course, well documented um, the difficulties he encountered for some distance from the 800 to the home turn involved in a bit of a um, bumping match with Tannhauser, which was trying to hold its position to his outside. And uh, the stewards felt that the, the racing manners of Tom Kitten uh, probably contributed significantly. He didn't handle that situation very well. But the upshot was that he was very unlucky, of course, um, in running second in the gloaming. Um, out of the gloaming also, um, Luke Ravello is worth mentioning. And at 250 metres, uh, lost its rightful running, lost its momentum when checked from the heels of Showman, which shifted out. And that, uh, of course, uh, Hugh Bowman was suspended for causing that interference. And there's no doubt Ravello should have finished much closer. And just finally, Cap Ferret yesterday, the, um, the Mr. Um, uh, Waller reported the horse had some mild inflammation to a near hock. That horse, again, uh, seems to be fine this morning. It's passed all veterinary tests, but just, uh, again, will we'll, um, undergo a further examination upon arrival at track. Fantastic, Steve. Have a good day. Thanks, Luke. You too. Appreciate it, mate. Uh, let's welcome in our panel now for the Randwick preview, Ron Duffersey. Good morning to you again, Duff. Yeah, good morning, Luke. Ready to go here and um, soon you just see what happened with these markets overnight. Mm, it sure will be. Andrew Hurley joins us. He'll have all that information for us. How are you, Hurls? How's the betting on this program? Yeah, it's been pretty swift, actually, uh, Luke, as you'd expect this time of year. Tricky card. Um, depends, I suppose, which way you look at it. A couple of favourites, but a couple of races where it's pretty wide. But, um, yeah, overall, it's been a fairly strong betting program thus far. Brad Gray, how are you travelling, mate? You on the bridle? Yeah, good morning, fellas. So far, jeez, I'd be in a bit of froth and bubble if I was off the bridle at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, but give me a few hours. So Tommy Kitten holding his price, isn't he? $2.30 at the moment, so not a lot happening to this point. We need to see if the bookies do. Just dangle that carrot there for the punters because he's got a bit of a fan club out there, Tommy, and I think today's the day he can deliver. Mm, exactly, mate, as long as it's a carrot. Uh, let's get into it, boys. Race number one, and uh, the first race is the Midway Handicap. It's the Ron Duffersy Midway this week. Uh, still without a sponsor. Um, I'll keep petitioning for it for you, Duff. 1,100 metres, Hurls, talk us through the market. Yeah, Presidium Rule are the only scratching a three by two, the deduction. Fourteen dollars for Cecil Street Lad. Chief Conductor, three dollars, went up two ninety. Eighteen for Cuban Grand Chico. Vindication is a seven dollar chance. Twelve dollars out from eight fire and ice on Lancaster Bomber at fourteen. Thirty-four annulus. IPO, five dollars. Went up five fifty this morning, so it's already had a bit of a tickle. Uh, ten dollars in from fifteen. Ningaloo Star went up fifteen on Wednesday. Also sorry uh, for Tolish. Schiller. And up 26 on Wednesday. It's now into $12, 100 to 1 for Maresca. And Spirit of Varanasi, we went up $51 into 16. So a couple of moves there at prices. As far as uh, the overall investment is concerned, yeah, it's pretty much market order, chief conductor and IPO. 
And Chief Conductor's a fast horse, 1,100 metres straight to the front. Catch him if you can, Lancaster Bomber. No, he actually led last time out. He won't be leading uh, Chief Conductor, but he can put himself right there. Vindication won't be too far away. Annulus is the other speed horse here, albeit he's more uh, an on-speed horse once he gets out to 1,600 metres. So I imagine they're quite happy to take a trail. And IPO can settle much closer than what we saw there first up, Duff. Uh, yep, um, pretty keen on Chief Conductor here. I think he's one of the better bets of the day. I think 2 to 1 or $3 is acceptable um, has some second up form he's a big strong horse so you'd expect he'd come on from that midweek run in what looks to be a strong enough midway for a uh, midweek race for a midway I would have thought so yeah comfortable to be with him I think you know he's well bred he's lightly raised he's sharp he gets the claim and I just I think he's ticking most boxes here I think the the main danger is IPO if she re reproduces that first up run uh, she's certainly some sort of threat uh, and she's another one could race closer from a better draw here today. Uh, Lancaster Bomber, this is his style of race, midway level, um, that lacks depth, so he's there. And likewise, uh, with Fire and Ice, I'd like to see a little bit more support for He's had his couple of trials leading into this race. I'm 2, 9, 7 and 6. Yeah, I'm with him as well, 2, 5, 9 and 1. You touched on his pedigree, Duff. It gets lost a little bit, doesn't it? I'm invincible yeah. from Switzerland, if you don't mind. That's a pretty fat pedigree. So he's a fast horse, 1,100 metres. Second up, I uh, thought he was good there first up. Just put himself in a bit of a tricky spot. He was being dictated to by the horse on his inside at Warwick Farm. Uh, he was left in front a long way from home, and it just set up the two sweepers that come right down the outside. So I know he was beaten near two lengths, but there was gaps back through the rest of the field, and I think we can trust that as a strong form reference uh, in the context of what he faced. Is here at Five Vindication. It's been freshened up since failing at Canterbury. He did have an excuse of being posted deep throughout, so forget that. Little tick over trial since then. I like the dry track, 1100 metres. That should see him bounce back to his best form. And the last time he raced over this track and trip, he split Mogo Magic and Smashing Eagle. Nine IPO, hard to miss her first up run where she really savaged a line. Uh, she only has to build off that slightly to be in the finish again here and I like the fact that she can settle closer in the run and one Cecil Street lad the best of the rest I don't mind the depth of his form lines two five nine and one in the opener pass on Darren Flindell's tips in a moment just a glitch with our system how we would normally access those um, but once that's rectified I will pass on Darren's tips uh, so the world can continue to turn now uh, we can't leave out Flindell's tips uh, for you on a Saturday bring them to you in due course. Um, and just to Dave Noonan in Narrabeen on the text line there, Dave, uh, just in regard to your query, uh, I simply direct you to uh, Google. Just type in Racing Australia and everything you need will be uh, right there. So uh, thanks for that text on the text line, Dave. Uh, and I should have asked you as well, Brad, uh, in regards to the track today, how do you think it'll play uh, at Royal Randwick? I'm treating it as a fair track. Uh, where I want to say the first couple of races in terms of if it dries out or not. Uh, if there still is a bit of cushion, they might get one or two off the fence. Okay. And Duff, you were just neutral and prepared to adjust and react as it unfolds, weren't you? I'll probably have a firm opinion after the highway, um, if there's any opinion to have. Um, I would have thought uh, with a soft track uh, that might be a rough hope to be down the outside, actually. Okay, interesting. Uh, race number two we go to, boys, and it is the uh, Catanach Jewelers Handicap over 1,200 metres, benchmark 78. Andrew Hurley's got the market. 
Gould comes out, four by four, one cent the win, Presidian Ruler and Love Shuck, three cent the win, zero the place. This is up the top with Atmosphere, ten dollars. Ten dollars also Capistrata. Double that nine to nine fifty this morning. Four forty into four dollars. Pioneer River makes it favourite. Four sixty seven ac Marnix twenty three. Now Dollar Magic eleven dollars on Wednesday, seven fifty this morning. Kimberly Secrets five fifty. Wizard of Oz at nine dollars fifty. Most popular runner is Pioneer River, but only marginally. Dollar Magic that uh, trip is off the back of money for Reese Jones. Yeah, you couldn't begrudge anybody from tipping anything in this race. And it's an interesting map because it does look to be pressure, so all runners get their chance. You've got Dollar Magic, who likes to spear forward. Kimberley Secrets has got some speed. Pioneer River, Drawn Barrier 1, and Wizard of Oz coming across. And even Atmosphere, I guess you could throw into the mix as well, but I think they'd be quite happy to take a trail. So a bit of tempo up front here, Duff. Yeah, it's quick enough, isn't it? So, I, I just feel Pioneer River from barrier one gets the chance to dictate or judge the speed of, the, of this race from that position he's in whether he wants to go forward and take it up or just hand up to one or two and, and pop up behind them. I know there's no recent wins there with him it's been a while between drinks but he's racing with a good level of consistency I think back to 1200 is good for him um, no issue really if the well yeah he doesn't want it, he wouldn't have wanted it to stay too soft but it won't be so yeah I'm I'm happy to be tipping him here. I think Kimberly Secrets is his main danger. A couple of runs back from a spell has her ready. Uh, Sebenacker, just the great unknown of the 1,200 metre factor. And Atmosphere is a much better horse than what we saw uh, there first up behind the Caboose. So he's had a, a little 42-day freshen and a soft trial since that. So maybe we should be reassessing him and judging him on a bit some of that bit better form. You know, where he did run second behind Hawaii 5.0 and a in a guineas, he was placed in the South Pacific and um, had some Queensland winter form, so uh, he is a bit of a mystery runner here, Atmosphere but I'm 4, 10, 5 and 1. Yeah, I'm with Atmosphere here, just on the fact that he's $10 and if he runs up to his best from last campaign I think he takes care of these, so you've got to take him with a bit of a leap of faith to some extent, take him on trust. Uh, it was simply too bad to be true there first up. You look at the, the setup of that race and it was high pressure. Did that find him out potentially? I think he gets the right scenario to bounce back here. He's had a tick over trial since then, six weeks between runs, a little bit of jar out of the ground. Suits and with due respect to his rivals, yeah, he's got a depth of form through last campaign that's simply better than these. Hawaii 5-0, Rosita, Kovalika, just have to roll the dice. Two, Capo Strada, similar for the stalemate. He had genuine excuses himself first up. He blundered at the start. That saw him get a long way back in the run and he made no impression late. So the form through that race has been franked in Saturday company since. Four, Pioneer River punches up from barrier one. Uh, it doesn't lead, it just holds a spot in behind the speed and uh, he only has to hold his form to figure in the finish again. And five, seven, it is a nice race for him, other than the fact that it is 1,200 metres, as Duff touched on. That's the query. He has to answer that today, uh, but he does come back for a benchmark 100 at Caulfield last start. Uh, was outsped there in the early in the middle stages. We actually rushed home the clock, the fastest closing splits across the entire meeting. So I like the way that he won first up. No doubt he's going well. It's just that 1,200 metre query. One, two, four and five. Uh, for Darren Flindell, uh, three on top in uh, race number two to beat oh, one. Oh, here we go. Some owner mail. Dalat.
Oh, yes. I, I hadn't put two and two together there, Brad. You're right. So, clearly, Big D is uh, in order today. So, uh, from Darren Flindell, the part owner. Look at the chat today. I'll be down the stores yeah. having a chat with <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, that was a beauty, wasn't it, Duff? I mean, yeah. uh, was it on two occasions that Nathan Doyle wasn't on track, so Flindell took it upon himself to just go down, give the final instructions to Dalala, <laughs> give him the pep talk, and he won both times. We need to display yeah. this in the form guide. He's got a today as well. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Duff? Can that be ended in the form guide? Well, pep talk or what's uh, well, it'll be a change of tactics if, he, if he's not down there, put it that way. <laughs> Very good. Yes. So 3145 for Darren there, race number two. And in the first, uh, Darren was 96211. Uh, what was number nine in race one? Uh, so I have a look here. IPO. So IPO in the first for Darren. By the way, Brad, text on the text line here. Hi, boys. Uh, with the colder weather, has Brad Gray been donning the turtleneck of late? We know he loves that particular attire. Uh, can you answer that, Brad? Uh, no, that was a one-off. <laughs> probably one too many times as well. <laughs> <laughs> and the follow-up question is, do you really think someone texts that in or did I just make that up? Uh, I think you just made that up. <laughs> yeah, you'd be right. <laughs> Race three, boys. Tab Highway. Andrew Hurley, um, you've surely just not done the four buttons undone as usual this week with the colder weather and you've just got three undone. Yeah, well, I've got the shirt underneath, actually. I haven't had a cold for about nine weeks, so I was due. Fair dinkum. Uh, just on um, Brad Gray with his uh, with his skivvy turtleneck, I heard um, I heard Ben Ben Wade say to him on Thursday, oh, we've got to do another one of these promos, and I don't think he'd even got the words out, and Brad goes, it's not another turtleneck, is it? <laughs> oh, well. True story, and yeah. loathing. Let's hope not. Or, all right, race three, Zaru comes out, zero deduction, two cents the win for I'm a true star. Liz Tomania never fails, zero and two cents the win for Smoke Show. At the top, we've got Rajanish. It's a $21 chance, $11 for the dramatist. Transplant, 51, 11 super extreme, 750 Iron Will. Bandy's Boy, $8, $460 Wednesday, 340 this morning, now 280 Florino. Unrelenting, 41 Sumptuary, uh, the stable mate to the favourite, 23, 21 All About Roy, Sharp Shock 16, North of Ellie $10, Montebello's Charm 126, 201 for Extravagant Choice and Love Shuck is a $14 chance. One of the better backrunners on the card here is this favourite, Florino, they've been all over it all week and again this morning they're buttering up 340 to 280 already at what quarter past 8. 280. It's getting skinny, isn't it? Just punish is chipping away uh, at his price, but he does map to get the run of the race just in behind what should be a pretty gen genuinely run uh, speed. So all about Roy, Iron Will, Spears Ford, North of Eli can come across. The same can be said for Transplant uh, and Sumtree and Florino. Uh, the two trained there by Paul Massaro and Leah Gavinrich look to get the runners of the race here, Duff. Yeah, interesting race. Um... I think there's good value in Bandy's boy here. He's got the winkers on second up today. I know he's just a horse still learning what this is all about. Um, he looked big and beautiful there at Rose Hill, definitely needing the run first up, like the way he hit the line. And I, I think back to this level second up here with the jar out of the track, which is a big positive. Um, yeah, have to be have a specky each way on him. Super Extreme looks set up well. He's at the 2,000 metre runs uh, leading into this race, third up now. And um, he has 
uh, one at this track and distance in the past. So uh, I think the setup's good for him at the odds. Iron Will, what you see is what you get. He just has a go right on top of the speed all the time. And if he gets beat, it's never by far. And then this very interesting runner. Obviously, there's big raps on this fellow. He's untapped. Florino, um, three wins from four starts. He's uh, trial. He wasn't really let go. The map looks nice for him. And you go back through, you know, he's formed the win at Musselbrook. There's been five winners come out of that. Uh, that second at Gosford, there's been six winners come out of that race. And his Newcastle win before a spill, there's been four winners come out of that. So the depth of form is around him and obviously highly fancied. But um, I'm, I can see value in 10, 10, 5, 7 and 11. Yeah, and Aaron Bullock comes to town to ride him. Florino, he's been with him all the way through, and his only other ride across the card is a $26 chance, so it's a fair push in itself. I've got him second pick. I'm also with Bandy's boy here. 10, 11, 2 and 5, $8. I think that's more than fair enough. I liked his first up run. He had put the riding on the wall in a trial prior to that. Two suggested he has returned uh, nicely. So he found himself in a race there first up that he simply couldn't win. They dashed home in, in lightning fast time. He's come home in 32.5, so he couldn't have done much, much more there at Rose Hill over 1,100 metres, and we've seen Duel come out and frank the form through that race. He ran third there and subsequently beat Spacewalk in a Group 2 sprint in Melbourne. So he improves off that. He was 55 weeks between runs. I like the setup here, 1,200 metres, back in grade, three weeks between runs. 11, Florino. Of course, he's going to attract plenty of interest. Uh, he's got a big reputation, three from four. Can't do much more than that. You look at the depth of his Newcastle win. Uh, through his, his latest win there uh, uh, last time we saw him at the races, he beat Memoria and Coriolis. That reads pretty well for a highway. Two nice trials. He looks set up. To the dramatist, he comes through that same recent trial as Florino, and he was a real eye-catcher down the outside. He's got more racing experience compared to Florino and shouldn't be underestimated here, particularly with good speed on paper. And five, super extreme. I quite like the setup for him tackling this third up. Uh, he just stayed at 1,000 metres there, second up, found one a little bit too fast, but he was doing his best work through the line. So he, too, is suited by a generally run race. 10, 11, 2 and 5, but a good highway. Yeah, it is a good highway, Brad. So 10 on top for you, Bandy's boy. Darren Flindell, 2, 10, 11 and 15 with his numbers. Darren's uh, found the two, the dramatist, uh, off the trial and fresh here with his selections. Just on Bandy's boy, Duff, what did you make of the fact he just couldn't seem to keep up early last night? It was like he had a flat tyre. Was it was just lacking match practice or what would you think? Yeah, he's a bit like that. He's still, like I said, he's a, he's a horse that's not push button. We mm. saw that when he was very green winning early on and uh, I just think he's been work in progress but it's his third prep now and hopefully the penny drops with him. Hopefully it's just the speed of the 1100s that's just get his wheels spinning so I'm hoping maybe a 1200 today a better draw he can get his confidence and travel a little bit closer than midfield. We go to race four, and it's the E-Group Protective Services handicap over the 1,600 metres. Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, just the one scratching, excuse me. And that is cruise missile three by three. At the top, we've got a high court. It's a seventy-one dollar chance. Kemagui has been at thirteen out to twenty-three. Fourteen pervade. Colour sergeant twenty-six. Two hundred to one for Marzabit. Unanimous forty-one. Six to five dollars for Hollywood Hero. We went up three twenty. Bangla took that very quickly on Wednesday for sequestered. It's 
240 this morning. $6 at Chingtori. Super chilled at 16. 71 Osbred Rising Sun. Bazooka 61. 71 at Mandibos. And Territory Express at 650. I took a replay or took a look at this replay a couple of times during the week. Sequestered dead set. I don't know what was more impressive, the ride or the win. It was enormous. 240. Yeah, she's flying, isn't she? Uh, where does she get to in the map here? It's an interesting one, but she can get her as close as settling outside the lead uh, because Cinquatore finds the front. I think Hollywood Hero bounces straight onto the back of Cinquatore, and thereafter, uh, you're left scratching your head a bit here because there's a lot of backmarkers engaged. Camagoy, could he be closer? You'd think so. Uh, yeah, sequestered, interesting one as, as far as where she finds herself here, Duff. Um, yeah, if they think they're going to ride it back here for cover. I think they're asking for a disaster uh, because there's nothing there to drag her into this race. She'll end up behind 100 to 1 chances. I think they're going to take their medicine and ride her closer. Is, um, I think it's a no-brainer because she's got two stable mates there taking ownership of the lead and then you know, Cinque Torre, um and Hollywood Hero and then when they decide to quicken, she's got to find a way out to chase the pack. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, reasonably they have to go forward here and uh, just settle in the first four, this first four or five. And um, if that happens, I think she's hard enough to beat. I think uh, going to a mile now is beautiful. Uh, you know, she's come back. She's on her way charging to, to stakes racing, I think, for sure. So she's on top. If she does find a little bit of trouble looking for cover, Cinquatori is could be off and gone here. I don't think they're in the same class, but just racing style and pattern is in Cinquatori's favour here. Soft track's beautiful for, um, uh, for, for him. Of the others... I'm a big fan of Territory Express, but I think he needs a fast race. Uh, but he has got a lot of talent, this horse. And Pervade is a big improver. If you're giving Cinquatori a chance, I just think Pervade, now that he's struck a little bit of form, can only improve again. So 8, 9, 15 and 3. Just run of the race stuff has to go your way here. Yeah, I'm with her. Uh, thought she was one of the better bets across the meeting. So 8, 9, 7 and 10, chasing 3 on the bounce. I know she was suited there by a fast tempo set by Body Bob at Randwick last time out, but there was a lot to like about the way she quickened to put her rivals away. The overall time was slick. Does go up another 3 kilos, but I love the setup here. 1,600 <coughs> metres, third up, and the track should be dry enough for her to show that electric turn of foot. Nine Cinquatore, uh, he wasn't waiting around for anybody there at Warwick Farm last start. Uh, he was a very fit horse and was ridden accordingly. He was back from 1,800 metres, Josh Parr handlebars down, and they simply couldn't catch him. So a bit more depth here, but I imagine the tactics are similar. Just try and pinch it at the top of the straight. Hollywood Hero, the stalemate, looks to get the right run. There was little between the pair in the Bathurst Cup a couple of starts ago. He came from a long way back the last time we saw him. Uh, to win the Canamble Cup, Hollywood Hero. He's going well, he's been up for a long time, but he's holding his form and he maps to get the run of the race. And 10, Super Chill, maybe can poke into a, a place here. Uh, she'll improve off what she did there behind Sequestered first up. Uh, if she does get the sting out of the ground, that'll suit. Uh, and she draws better and out to the mile. So a setup that can see her improve a couple of lengths. 8, 9, 7 and 10. Let's see what Darren's come up with, uh, with his numbers. Race number 4, he's 8 on top, Sequestered to beat 9, 3 and 4. Do you know what it means, Brad, Sequestered? No. 
To Fire. be sequestered means to keep apart from others, segregate or isolate. I've been doing that for 30 years, not by choice. <laughs> not by, not by choice, though, yeah. Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's out of a man called abduction, so I think that'd be uh, that'd be where that comes from. Very clever. Uh, a lot of the Godolphin names. Um, well, I mean, Duff, uh, when you finish with your form analysing, we don't want you to ever leave, but that could be a gig for you, uh, naming all the Godolphin horses. You're pretty clever with uh, words like that, Duff. Yeah, a couple of hundred thousand a year, I'd be... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Can they afford you, Duff? They probably <laughs> <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> yeah. Let's kick on, boys. Race number five on the program. A uh, couple of thousand a year. He's too good, Duff. Uh, Tab Brian Crowley Stakes listed over 1,200 metres. And this race is super interesting, Hurls. Uh, Barber's not going. Uh, up the top, he's out. So uh, General Salute is the first horse you'll read here. What price him? Yeah, it's uh, what we open up at $5. I'm just going to let you know of a big bet we've just taken on Love Shuck in race three. 8000 the win at 13 and 2000 the place at 380 So pretty good brekkie bet there. Just nice. taken on race uh, on race number three. Well, I'll just go through these deductions first. Look, um, Barber, 13 by 11, 4 by 5, Love Shuck. Uh, Ballroom Bella, 5 by 6. So we've got General Salute, $5, no change. 950 Armed Forces, Balkans, $9. Went up fifteen dollars for it on Wednesday. Keenan is a five dollar chance. Uh, La Parain, it's been well tried this morning. As a matter of fact, it's six to five fifty back to six, but written a number of bets on it. Uh, Midnight Opal, early money for it, fifteen dollars now, ten dollars, twelve dollars. Fire Lane and Mumbai Muse, three seventy to three fifty. La Parain is the best back runner. Yeah, it'll be an on-speed horse as well. La Perrine, Keenan, I think, holds the front fire lane, jumps straight on the back of Keenan. And Balkans wouldn't be too far away. The same can be said for Mumbai Muse here, Duff. Uh, yeah, always been a fan of Mumbai Muse. She hasn't won a race yet, but I just love her with a freshen up. A great trial. Um, since the T-Rose, I think she fits in beautifully from the good draw. She's got a turn of speed to put a field away, and I'm happy uh, to be with her, although she's getting in pretty skinny now. I think General Salute uh, got a few gear changes and a freshen up at a trial since failing uh, at 1,400 in the Golden Rose. So uh, his previous form would shape pretty well right up in a race like this. Uh, armed Forces, I thought it was a better run second up, so typical Chris Waller improver, third up now finding some form, he'll be very strong late here, off what looks to be a nice even speed up front and I'll throw in Keenan um, he was pretty good, winning that midweek with style uh, I just, I've got to penalise these leaders on the Kensington track but it's hard to penalise him, he was he was pretty good there and just has to handle a bigger track here 10 to 3 and Six. The other one that could improve is Balkans, but I'll go with, uh, I like her a fair bit, Mumbai Muse. Yeah, it was a meeting uh, where Keenan won, where it was an advantage to be up on top of the speed, and he was a dollar fifty-five, so he was entitled to win. But I do like the fact that he's just set up well here. So fourth up, back from thirteen hundred metres, gets control to some extent up on top of the speed, and he's hard to chase down. So I am with him, albeit this is a race that did give me a bit of a headache. So six ten, three and two. Uh, he has to jump from a Kensington maiden there straight into a. The deep end to some extent to get some horses that have got some exposure at the top level, uh, but I think he gets the right setup, the right platform to make that leap. 10 at Mumbai Muse, disappointing the last time we saw her, uh, but that was in the T-Rose, so freshened up since then. Lovely trial. Maps to get the run of those. 1,200 metres, she gets her chance. No excuses. Three armed forces. 
If these first couple of races prove that it's no disadvantage to be running down the middle, uh, that $10 looks a big price, doesn't it? Look at the depth of his form lines, uh, not only throughout his entire career, but just this time back. Stepardi there a couple of starts ago. Uh, he went around in, in a guineas and, and very firm in the guineas. Then last time out, uh, he <coughs> hit the front there at the valley and was just run down by Mahaba and Brave Mead. And we've seen Brave Mead frank that form line already. And two, General Salute. He's another horse you've got to take on trust. He was disappointing there in the Golden Rose. A lot more was expected from him. However, you've got his run prior to that uh, in the lead-up and 1200 metres blanket finish behind cylinder so here's the right sprinting form lines to give this a shake but six ten three and two but a lot of different angles to that race so what do you make of the uh, uh the two unbeaten horses la parade was brilliant um just i just found it amusing that unfancied in the market that day and this midnight opal there's good raps about uh, this cult as well hey, what, what, what's your feelings about their uh, sort of midweek performances yeah, well, I think they've found the right race to measure up in, haven't they? I don't really know. So Midnight uh, Opal is one that interests me. He's done it pretty much with gears up his sleeve, like Scone and then Ken Lagrange. What did he beat there? Not a lot, with due respect. And he was sent around $1.35 and $1.40, but he looks like a lovely style of horse. He's got some versatility in terms of where he can settle in the run, and he's got a turn of foot. So wouldn't be surprised in the slightest to see him run a race here. And we know that uh, Nathan Doyle is an exceptional placer of his horses. So if he thinks he's up to a race like this, uh, yeah, I'd take that as, as gospel. Mm. If I said, Duff, you can have 10% in one of these horses, who are you, who are you taking? Um, good question. Can I wait till uh, yeah, I'll after give you the a, race? Oh, yep. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought you just wanted a few minutes, not till after the race. No, 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 he wants to look at their pedigree. Yeah, exactly. Which ones can I breathe from? <laughs> no, nah, yeah. it's off the table, Duff. You can get stuffed. Oh, you, you had your chance. <laughs> Two minute window. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's an interesting question. I mean, you've got the cult there, uh, General Salute. Um, he. Uh, He's been wayward, Duff, hasn't he? I mean, is he a, a horse? I, I see the tongue ties on. Could that make a difference and just straighten him up? He's had a history of hanging, and I mean, if if that doesn't work, maybe he's a candidate for the ultimate. Yes, uh, maybe, maybe. I, I think I'll take ten percent of Mumbai Muse. She's a filly, well bred. She's already stakes placed, and if she gets the stakes win, she's worth plenty today. So I'll take ten percent of her. Thanks. All right, done. Righto. Uh, <laughs> too good stuff. Well done. Uh, let's move on, boys. Race number six for Toyota Forklifts. Uh, good people there at Toyota Forklifts. Um, the only reason I say that, Hurls, is they uh, had me in their marquee Everest day for a few freebies. So uh, shout out, shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Three, 1,800 metres. I wouldn't think you wanted a forklift, but anyway. <laughs> no, I needed it after race 10. <laughs> Talk us through the market, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's been good support here for Huetor, which is not surprising, but what is surprising, we went up $11. It uh, seemed to be very generous. Uh, Hinge comes out 15 by 13, and Sabark, uh, the deduction there, 6 by 7. Water, uh, wetter, uh, 480 to $5 today, but as I said, as much as $11 was posted. Numerian's our favourite at $4, 480 no compromise. Skyman at 26 Zarek at $7.31. Stockman, Fireburn, seven fifty, and Renaissance Woman, which just about every man and his dog back last day, except for yours truly, it's at $4.40. Today, the most popular run has actually been Fireburn. Yeah, well, I guess with a bit of rain around, that suits Fireburn, doesn't it? She thinks she can settle closer as well. Uh, she's drawn a, a couple of horrible marbles and been forced to give away big head starts. But looks to be a battle of tactics here with no hinged involved. Numerian just goes blonk and gets control. You'd think Zarek maybe that opens the door for him. 
to Spearford. He's pretty versatile uh, in that regard. And thereafter, uh, they just fall into line, don't they, Duff? Yeah, look, it's uh, a funny race. I'm shocked that they scratched Hinge. She was uh, well fancied in a race, a winnable race like this. So I like Nemerian. He's found his price now. I was getting excited when he went up seven. Obviously, we got that scratching there, but um, yeah, everyone seems to have found him, and I can understand why. I thought he stuck on well with limited room in the move the other day. Loved the way he went past the line. Uh, like Hieronymus on to stand over him. Uh, so, yeah, comfortable tipping him here. Um, were no compromise, it's just a terrific horse who never runs bad, but the gamble is, back to 1800 and he's had a couple of runs under his belt now, so that's always a query, but at least you know what you're going to get from him, where a couple of these are you got your um, hand, you know, heads, hands in the air thinking, well, if, if, if. Uh, I'll put in Fireburn. Uh, the track conditions are nice for her, you know, just a bit of toe in it to, into it today, and best of the rest, well, how do you line him up, Wetor? He's a class horse when right. Um, we can't just press a button and go from 150 to one chance beating seven lengths or so uh, to winning, but he would only have to find three quarters of his best form to be nearly winning a race like this. Two, three, nine and one. Uh, tricky little race, although I have got confidence in you, Marion. Yeah, I'm with him as well, New Marion, just in terms of the shape of this race. He's going to get his chance to dictate. You look at his run second up last preparation. He improved and was just run down by Cascadian in an Australian Cup. So a repeat of that, and he's the horse to beat. Not surprised that the market's found him. So two, five, three, and nine dangers right down the page. There's plenty of them. Uh, which way do you turn? Zarek, I think he can improve. He went back in journey last time out. Uh, that was in the, the King Charles, and he was just off the track. Uh, forget that. If he goes forward and does settle outside the lead, he could he could run a bit of a cheeky race here. Three, no compromise. The same concern as Duff. Third up, back in journey. Is the speed out of his legs now? And you're taking a very skinny price to find out. He was sent around at $61 uh, in the Hill Stakes, a nine fire burn. I think she's going a lot better than the form guide does suggest. And today we'll get a find. Well, today she gets the right setup to find out to see if that's true. Uh, he gets a little bit of toe out of the ground, uh, which suits Maps to settle closer, and she should be sprinting hard at the finish. Two, five, three, nine. Interesting that we both left out Renaissance Woman, uh, but it's a big step up here, isn't it? Wait for age uh, in terms of what she has been beating up on, but she's a mare very much in form. Darren Flindell, 1, 3, 10 and 2. Uh, one on top for Darren Wetor is his top selection. And Brad, you're not filthy. I didn't offer you a share as well earlier, are you? No, no, mate. Okay. Oh, I'm used to, I'm used to being left out of these things, you know. He, he can have 10% in Tom Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind 10% in Tom Kitten. Yeah, I was thinking about 10% after the last three starts. Oh, are you sticking today? Just a little Absolutely. tease? Absolutely. Good boy, good Absolutely. boy. Right. Uh, double up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you. I tell you what. I'll give you a share in one in race six. Who, who do you want to share in? You want Stockman or ten percent in Stockman? Oh, what's left of these? There's a few at the end of their tether, aren't they? <laughs> oh, geez, that's harsh. <laughs> well, look at oh, Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've left Renaissance Woman out of the four, and you want to share? Well, well she's, she's got upside. Yeah, yeah, she's got she's got residual now. Well, why isn't she in the four, Brad? I guess I just don't want to back her today. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like this is some kind of inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> what about poor old Fireburn? She's got residual, slipper winner. The slipper winner, absolutely. You brushed her? Yep, no, you can have her. I'll have her. Okay, Fireburn for you then. We'll take a break. When we come back, the quaddy legs and the further interrogation of Brad Gray. I couldn't even say it. Interrogation of Brad Gray when we come back. 
feel the thrill of world-class racing. With $10 million to be won on James Squire Golden Eagle Day, gather your friends for a feast of street food pop-ups, award-winning dining, fashion competitions and live DJs. James Squire Golden Eagle Day, November 4 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. Sick of cheap livestock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Land at Toyota Ladies' Day, the most fashionable event of the Hawkesbury Racing Calendar, Thursday, November 9th. The eight-race card includes the $200,000 listed Land at Toyota Ladies' Day Cup, plus fantastic live entertainment and fabulous prizes for fashions on the field. Arrive early for a free reading from renowned local psychic June Lorraine. Dress to impress and enjoy the thrill and excitement of being trackside at Hawkesbury Race Club. Gates open 11am. For more info, call 4577 or go to hawkesburyraceclub.com.au At Tab, we're on for Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill Gardens. Van Gogh goes to a wish I win who kicked and won! The world's best four-year-olds battle it out with an incredible $10 million in prize money. Plus the three million dollar Giga Kick stakes for the sprinters. See you at the Golden Eagle Saturday, November four. Tab, we're on. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Enjoy a night out for the whole family at the Group 3 2023 Gawler Gold Cup, Sunday, October 29. Gates open at 4.30 for an exciting night of greyhound racing with food vans, tab, bars, live music, free kids' amusements and GAP SA Greyhounds all trackside. General admission is with Gold Coin Donation. Bookings available in Nixon's Function Centre for a delicious two-course meal. Visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au for more details. Think of the people who need your support. Gamble responsibly. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ Saturday. You can listen to us via Sky Sports Radio. Watch us on Sky Racing this morning on Sky Thoroughbred Central or you can stream us on the app or online. Good to have your company. We're up to the quaddy legs at Royal Randwick today. Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley with me for the preview and the spring champion stake stuff. Um, got a pretty good honour roll. Sharp and smart, Profondo, Montefilia, Shadow Hero, Yankee Rose won it a few years ago. Done Deal won this race. Some handy ones have graced the turf and won this Group 1. Yeah, it's, uh, it certainly have. And well, he, he, he might be the biggest cult hero of all if he wins today, Tom Kitten. Oh. We get uh, Neil Diamond with the Sweet Caroline going out before the Everest. Maybe we should have some Tom Jones today, <laughs> leading him onto the track with what's new, Pussycat. Oh, bro, that, wouldn't that be something, Dave? Oh. At least when he comes back to scale after yeah, winning it, least. they could get that going. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> uh, he's been stiff, Brad, uh, but you're sticking, I hear. It's true, yep, the rumours are true. Uh, I think he gets his chance today, doesn't he? Of course, we'll go through it in a bit more detail, but he maps to get the right run. You'd think he can hold a spot from barrier one and pretty much everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. He's passed three stars. A grand final day today and everything falls into place. And the Phillies there too, Tata La Vida adding to some interest, Montefilia and yeah. Yankee Rose, recent Phillies to win this race, so it can work. The Phillies have got a great recent record, don't they? It took them ages to, to have a proper crack at a race like this, but three of the past seven winners have been Phillies, and even the past two years, she's extreme. 
ran third last year behind Sharp and Smart, never been kissed, ran second to Provondo the start prior. So I can see what Chris Waller's thinking here. And is she being set up for a little Oaks run? Uh, same mm. preparation there as she's extreme. And we, of course, know what she did 12 months ago. Andrew Hurley, what's new pussycat with this market? Yeah, 2.30 now for Tom Kitten. Went up 2.50 this morning after opening up at $2 on Wednesday. From the top, Raff Attack, 6.50 is 7 this morning. 2.50 into 2.30, Tom Kitten favourite. $11, Gambare. Kintyre, 23. It's been out from 15 since Wednesday. Same fluctuation for Glad you think so, 15 to 23. Port Lockroy, $15 Wednesday. They snapped that up. It's now $9.50. Ravello, $26. Cape Ferret is a $14 chance. Long Jean, $71. 19 Madatsu. Now, we went up $51 for it. 101 Ramble on and 2 to La Vida. $6 pretty much been holding its line right throughout the trade. I mentioned Madatsu, and I can tell you that is off the back of money. Since the market opened, it's Tom Kitten, dollar-wise, and then uh, Madatsu, both today and since the market opened. He's a fascinating horse, Madatsu, isn't he? I think he still holds a nomination there for the Melbourne Cup. So he comes off a 2,000-metre win there at Kembla Grange last time out where he beat Golden Passport, but he was well-backed and he got the job done quite nicely. So, yeah, you should see what he does today. But as far as a speed map, uh, Raffetak rolls across. I quite like the wide draw for him. Just uh, gives Regan Ballas a, a bit of time to, to glide across, take control. Kintyre uh, will ride the speed. Glad you think so. Lands into a lovely position. And then you've got the stalemate to Raffetak, Gambare. I don't think he's the same natural running type as Rav Attack, but he won't be too far away in the run here, Duff. Uh, no, intriguing little race. Um, look, I want to go with the filly, only on a price angle uh, with Trudel Levita. I think she's always been a uh, work in progress to become a staying mare. Uh, well, filly. Uh, she's had a little freshen, like the way they let her put her head in front winning a trial recently, always like that. And tells me that she's doing well. I think she can map a little closer here from that lovely draw. And I think she gives her every opportunity to uh, to win this race. Um, I think she's safe each way at the $6. Uh, obviously, Tom Kitten's very hard to beat. He's had excuses galore of late. Just, I thought he'd hold the barrier the other day and he didn't. <coughs> uh, but look, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And... Um, He's obviously likeable, and I, I think he's not going to get any too much longer than 2.30. I just want to go the better odds to beat Tom Kitten. Rafa Tackle, do his thing. Uh, no nonsense about him. And Ravello, I think, is going to put in a, a good derby trial and uh, run on nicely at the finish of um, what looks to be a good even speed. Uh, there's others that interest me. Um, Port Lockroy... Uh, he was pretty good against the older horses the other day. I loved the way he sprinted to the line. And they, I read on, when I read it on social media, that Chris might be tip, tipping this horse up. That might be the market move. Um, Chris Weller might be tipping Madatsu uh, to be, be in the finish here. So 12, 2, 1 and 7. 2-12, 1-5, Tom Kitten, today's the day, holds a position from Barrier 1. Uh, I think he's got the rest covered, at least, off his gliming run, gliming run. But I can see why uh, Duff's gone the way of 2 to Levita, because Tom Kitten does look to have his rollers covered through the... 
the various lead-ups. However, Tullavita's just got that wild card, that bringing that different formula, a little freshen up since the flight stakes, which was a kind of a grinding finish, and you'd think 2,000 metres looks to suit now a lot, the way that she's trialled since, and uh, she should camp alongside Tom Kitten. They'll both get their respective chances in the run. One, Rafatak will be doing his thing out on top of the speed. 2,000 metres looks to suit. Uh, he'll just keep grinding away at the finish. And five, glad you think so. I think he's a really good roughie here. He's another horse who will relish 2,000 metres. He found himself right in the finish there in the gloaming. He maps to get the run of the race, and uh, he's going to be strong late. He's another horse that I expect to have some kind of role in the derby because, what, 12 months ago, uh, the Victoria Derby, Quinella, both came through this race. So I think there's a few contenders here. Duff touched on Rebello, but I think glad you think so. Also fits that category, 2, 12, 1 and 5. That's Brad Gray's thoughts. Let's see what Darren Flindell's come up with uh, in race number seven. He is Tata Lavita, number 12 on top to beat two. Tom Kitten, one raff attack in the spring champion. 12, two, one and three, race number seven. We go next to race number eight at Royal Randwick today and it's the invitation worth $2 million for the mayors. Andrew Hurley with the market. That's a cracking race, isn't it? Rosetta and Russian Conquest come out, but zero deductions. Alcohol free, 16 to 17. Espiona, gee, just trimmed this in this morning. 330 to 290, posted two, uh, 360 on Wednesday. $26, Royal Merchant. Ruthless Dame, 16. $9, Opal Ridge. Roots, 750 and popular. 370 to 380 this morning, magic time. 460 bet Wednesday. 950 Paracel, it's been friendless. It's out from $6. Alencia also soft, 15 to 23. 61 Banana Queen. Osbred Flirt, 23. In from 51. And Dalcini, a $61 chance. So a bit of a pin-up girl with punters is uh, Espiona, and that's certainly the case uh, since this market opened. But, um, geez, Roots has been popular today and since the market opened as well, despite being a 750 chance. Yeah, she's well set up, Roots. Second up, she tends to race well early, early in her campaign. You'd think she can be a little bit closer in the run than what we saw there first up. So speed-wise, alcohol-free comes across. If you can sit outside the lead in a tab Everest, uh, you can certainly take up the running in an invitation. Paracel won't be too far away. I think they'd be more inclined to ride her with a trail if they can get that option, uh, given she is 1,400 metres and still a little question mark overhead running the trip. Magic time comes across. Uh, her big advantage over a horse like Espiona is that tactical speed, so they'll be using that here, and Osbred Flirt is the other speed horse engaged off. Uh, yep, uh, intriguing little race. Um, again, uh, form lines across the board here. I think she's short enough, but I still want to be with a magic time. So I love the way she accelerated from the front the other day. The The plan is to always have her ready for this race. So, uh, Graham's pretty good at that. She's got work to do from the draw. Hopefully she uh, does just get that push across from uh, alcohol free. And I think she'll run well without getting too confident. I've got to respect the uh, Tab Everest form, and that is Espiona, who we all know is better drawn in close, but um, at the big round we track here today, um, all depends on pattern of the day, but 290, yeah, um, and short enough, but she's obviously got um, very good recent form. She was terrific in the Everest, 2.7 behind. Alcohol free, I think, is the big improver uh, at the odds, and I'll throw in Paracel. Um, getting good odds, gets the run of the race, um, looking at the Magic Time Parasol race the other day, 250 and 380 they started. Uh, you could make a case that Parasol should have got closer to her, and here we are, 380 and 950. So if you're tipping 
magic time, which I am, surely Paracel has to be in the top four. Seven, two, one, and eight. Two, seven, six, and five. Espiona, she's airborne at the moment. All she has to do is hold her form and just get luck at the right time uh, to win this. So, fourteen hundred metres looks to suit. Back to Mayor's company. Uh, from an Everest run where she wasn't disgraced. She was coming again through the line, if anything. Uh, her win prior to that was exceptional there in the golden pendant. She's going to need luck at the right time, given her pattern. She'll find her feet and hit the line. So it won't be the easiest watch, uh, but if it all falls into place, I think she's got too big of a finish for a few of these. That's no knock on the way Magic Time's going. I love the way she won there last time out. Nash just cuddled her and cuddled her, and then she exploded from on top of the speed. So she's clearly returned well. Wet or dry, doesn't matter. And she's got that all-important tactical speed. Six roots. I like the setup for her. Uh, second up, this looks to have been a bit of a target race for her. Uh, first up, second up record speaks for itself. She's a, a very dynamic mare when she's presented fresh. And if she can just hold a spot from that gate, uh, she should have something to say in the finish. And five, Opal Ridge. The query with her is just whether that Kosciuszko run flattens her, uh, given it was such a tough run there first up in the Kosciuszko, which was her grand final. But... Uh, she's a talented mare and she too gets uh, favours in the run from a low gate. Dylan Gibbons aboard, just angling to the clear at the right time and we know she's got a, a turn of foot if she's on song. Two, seven, six and five. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray in the invitation. Let's see what Darren's come up with, with his thoughts. Magic time on top. Uh, number seven to beat five, two and eight. Guys, um, Duff, I might direct this to you because Nash isn't riding at the program today due to suspensions. There's a lot of horses he's been winning on and uh, riding that are on this card today. How are you sort of handling that? Obviously, uh, Nash, one of our premier riders, the jocks that go on, I'm sure they'll do a, a really good job. But are you penalising those horses at all or just taking them on a runner-by-runner -runner basis? Oh, I'd, I'd look, I take them on a runner-by-runner -runner basis and uh, where they fit in in the map, you know, like a horse like Tom Kitten, I wouldn't be penalising too much because he hasn't had the best of Nash. And Hieronymus is a uh, a bit of a, a bully rider like Nash, so it's a similar uh, similar style of rider. So I got no issue with um, Hieronymus taking over from Nash on Tom Kitten, and I think that goes across the board. And I love uh, you know uh, confident riders, and Adams and very confident at the moment. That's the invitation and Duff's thoughts. Brad, did you have any take on that? No, not necessarily. Uh, pretty much echo the thoughts there uh, of Duff. So Espiona, Karen McAvoy's ridden the horse in the past and uh, he's actually ridden the two previous invitation winners, believe it or not. So there's only been two editions of the race. So yeah, a little bit similar to Duff in terms of I think they found uh, the right kind of replacements for Nash throughout the day. But it is like a gear change, isn't it, sometimes when you see Nash aboard uh, in terms of his ability to just get that little bit of extra out of a horse. But yeah, I think they found the, the right replacements today. Let's kick on, boys. We've got two races left to preview on uh, the preview show here for Randwick, and it's the Calendar Presnell. Uh, Chincotta Chemist, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, I hope I am, is the sponsor. Group 2, Mile Hells. Yeah, two absolute legends of the sport, uh, both uh, Ken Calendar and also Maxi Presnell. It's great that this race is named after them. He-Man comes out six by six. I think Duff, you had that on top, so uh, he comes out, mate. Yeah. Uh, namesake up the top, 850 and 950, back to 850. Chrysler, 13. The Little Pumper, 15. 26 Flying Trapeze, Ducassi, $12. Uh, 650 Snowman, 15 Ostraka, Zondi, 26. 34 Peer Pressure, Arctic Glamour, went up 280 Wednesday. Uh, Wooshka, that is well and truly gone. A dollar eighty-five now, and Queen of Dragons at 31. They have eyes for one and one only here, and that's Arctic Glamour. 
How long before having something on the hurl, the Hurley Marlow uh, over 1,600 metres <laughs> to maybe in a couple of years' time? We'll be long gone. <laughs> God help Gee. us if it does, Brad. She's skinny, isn't she? A dollar eighty. Wow, we so. Barrier one, uh, is that a blessing or a hindrance? It's one of those scenarios we're not going to know until after the race, but she does strike me as a mare that does, or a filly that does like a little bit of room. So uh, interesting as, as far as how this race plays out for her. But at the top end, it should be genuinely run. You'd think the little pumper strides across, flying trapeze, Zondi, Snowman holds a position, even though he is back 200 metres from the gliding stakes. But yeah, interesting race as far as tactics here, Duff. Yeah, very interesting. Looks quick enough to me. Um, at the mile, I uh, think she is too short with a racing pattern, um, chance of getting buried back on the inside, so I'm happy to uh, have something each way on the swooper here, and that is Ducasse. The visor's on today. He was good off a setback last time in the wrong part of the track, and although still a maiden and running out of excuses... Uh, just one more throw at the stumps with him, with me. No knock on the favourite. She, she looks pretty explosive um, coming out of the maiden and then straight to a stakes race the other day, stepping to 1,400. Uh, another step up today, a mile, all happening quickly for her, but uh, just looking at her pattern, um, you wouldn't th expect the mile would pose her too many issues here. Snowman, yeah, he's up and running and going well. Um, he wasn't far behind them the other day in the gloaming and his previous win beating Riff Rocket was outstanding from on top of the speed and best of the rest. I think Estraka might have something, um, only a maiden the other day, but one of those super maidens where uh, he really charged to the line running right through it. I see he's a big firmer today, my old mate there, Cryosaur. Um, he's, he's a better horse than what we've been seeing of late, that's for sure. But I'm happy with six each way here, six, eleven, seven and eight. Yeah, I've gone 11, 1, 7 and 8, so I'm swimming with the tide here. Arctic Glamour, uh, whether you want to play now at $1.85, I don't think there's a lot in that price, so just wait and hope that she gets back out. But hasn't she come back well this time in? Uh, she's a bit of a juggernaut. She takes a, a little while to click into gear, but once she finds that top gear, uh, she is just savage line. So 1,600 metres off the strength of her, of her two wins this time back. Uh, yeah, so in, there's some potential that she improves again, which is a pretty scary thought. One namesake, not the most conventional setup here, giving his 1,200 metres straight to 1,600 metres. So if we look at his pedigree, and he's a, a full to horse at one out to 2,000 metres, bank more, so that suggests that he'll relish the mile. I like the depth of his sprinting form lines, Osmosis, Celestial Legend, King's Gambit. I know he, was, he ran 8 of 8 there in the Roman console, but he was only beaten uh, three lengths. Seven, Snowman, if this race does turn into a bit of a test late, He's got the right grounding uh, to cope with that from two runs over the 1,800 metres. Interesting change of tact here from Chris Waller. Just to divert away from the spring champion and go to this race instead, and everything looks to fall into place for him, uh, with that cherry just being the marble, the perfect gate. He just stalks the speed. And eight, Ostraka, he is a talent. He does come off a, a little minor setback. Uh, he was supposed to run uh, at a midweek meeting where I was particularly keen on his chances a couple of weeks ago, hence the, the four weeks between runs. But I think it was only a little spike temp, so obviously all indications are that he's come through that okay, and I do like the authority he won with uh, the last time we saw him there at the races. 11-1, 7-8. Yeah, our temperature's all spiked when you don that turtleneck too, don't worry. <laughs> like low, high or low? Ah, oh, very high. <laughs> Through the roof. Uh, race 9 for Darren Flindell, 11, 7, 2 and 6, Arctic Glamour. I know we've sort of touched on it there, boys, haven't we? But where do we sit with the price? Brad, at the moment, surely she can't get any, any shorter, can she? No, I don't think she can, no. I don't think it's as cut and dry as in 
put in takeout, kind of set up, $1.85, but she's obviously a, a filly with a huge boom on her. She's mm. got the picket fence. She's the favourite at the moment in the 1,000 guineas, and she's been dominant in her two wins this time back, and I think there's a few convictions over a couple of arrivals here. So, yeah, I can see she deserves to be favourite and a clear favourite, but $1.85, I think that's extremely skinny. I think she's more of a $2.10, $2.20 chance. Where are you at, Duff? Uh, similar. Uh, too short for me. That's the only reason I'm posing her. Yep. Um, I could market black odds for sure. Yeah, I, I am a little interested in namesake. Um, just that, that form line is good. And, I mean, you see last of last in the form guide. That's not the full story, is it, Brad? I mean, it was a, a great run. Uh, he didn't have a lot go his way. And 1,200 to a mile, normally you'd go, oh, gee. But this this stable, um, I sort of ignore distance rise with them. Um, they, they understand their horses so well. What was the Derby horse's name? He was sharply up in distance when he... Yep, Hitotsu. Hitotsu, yeah. He was uh, right up in trip when he won that Derby. So we've seen them do it before with these three-year-olds. Yeah, but you didn't know if this was the plan all along mm. uh, with him. Like, was it always third up, 1,200 metres, hold no fears? Or was it a, a little bit of a an opportunist kind of throw out the stumps in that they saw the nominations, maybe uh, the makeup of the field, and they thought, yeah, well, okay, let's just go there and see if he can take that leap forward. But you're 100% right, Luke, about his run in the Roman console. They dashed home in really quick time there. King's Gambit was the one that just pinch runs up the fence, and he was dynamite that last little bit, and he was pretty much grabbed up. Uh, to the line namesake, so he could, could have finished and should have finished a little bit closer again. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And yeah, Hitotsu, he was first up a mile, second up 2,400 in that derby uh, when he won it. And, there you uh, go, so namesake might be over the top. Well, <laughs> yeah, third up, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the calendar Presnell and uh, an interesting race with a, a really nice favourite there. Race 10 is the National Jockeys Trust handicap. There's a luncheon there at Ramwick today for the National Jockeys Trust, 1,400 metres. Andrew Hurley with the market. Dalalak comes out, one cent the win and sequestered 17 by 14. Russian Conquest went up $17 for it on Wednesday. It's now $9. Also, Felix Majestic was met with support early. $8.50, now $5. $2.50 Gringos, it makes a favourite. Uh, Portray, $10. 31 Zuccarino. Bunker Hut, $10. $26 for Cruise Mus Missile. Fourth for Cindy at $4.80. And Sweet Mercy at $26. Alright, they're coming home with the favourite here, but uh, Frost on Mark Portray is at $10. Uh, but it's been well tried. Yeah, it opened 16 It is off the back of money, that move for Portray. If she gets a chance, she'll ride the speed. She looks the leader. And if Felix Majestic's just happy to take uh, a sit outside, which you imagine he would be, uh, she gets her chance to give some cheek here from out in front. But she's likely to have Gringotts, uh, the favourite, just trailing her everywhere she goes into the straight. Where does fall for Cindy get to? She's pretty versatile, but I imagine somewhere just midfield, given the makeup uh, of this last race here, Duff. Uh, yep, um, I like Gringotts here. Um, he was heavily supported and he just kept trying and trying and trying there uh, last start when he was back in distance. So I think back to 1400 is a real positive with him. The draws are positive and um, I think he has to get another chance here, even with the 59. I think Felix Majestic is better than midway class and gets his chance to uh, prove that today. The track should be dried out by this stage of the day, so no issues there. Fall for Cindy. Landed those big bets with the big weight at Warwick Farm. Uh, looked pretty good and strong. So she uh, has obviously come back more mature. And she does look big odds here, Portray. Uh, she just did uh, too much work from the draw the other day and that same race uh, Gringotch was in. So a touch over the odds for mine. 4-3, 10-5. 
4-10-2-5, so similar for me. Gringotts on top, tried to find something to beat him. He just sets up too well. I thought he was so brave last time out to keep chasing despite being wide the trip. So no concern uh, that that'll happen again here. Barry Wine just parks in behind the speed and gets the chance to build off last start, which sees him the horse to beat. 10 full for Cindy. Uh, ran into sequestered there first up, so... It was a run against the pattern of the meeting that suggested that she'd come back well. She's still lightly raced and then she justified being sent around as a dollar fifty favourite at Warwick Farm where she stalked the speed and was always in control. So it drops four kilos from that uh, and she does look to be a mare destined to skip through the grades. Two, Felix Majestic has to come out of Midway Company but he's flying, uh, he's fit, he's flying, he makes his own luck. Uh, he just has to transfer that good Rose Hill form to Randwick today and five, Petray. I've included her in the quaddy. Uh, if they leave her alone out in front, she could give some cheek. So you look at her run over 1,400 metres a couple of preparations ago uh, where she bumped into Alentia and Magic Time. So she's always had a bit of quality and she gets the best setup by far of her preparation. 4, 10, 2 and 5. Darren is 2, 10, 3, 4 in the last Russian conquest. His on top selection. Uh, Ron Duffersey, what is your best for Ramwick? Uh, each way, race 7, number 12, Tudela Vita. Uh, I also like the first favourite, Chief Conductor, race 1, number 2. Thanks for your help this morning, mate. Have a good day. See you, guys. There's the Duff. Uh, Brad Gray, your best. Best for me, race four, number eight, Sequestered. And I see she is now $2.20, so the mm. punters haven't missed her. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You have a great Saturday. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Andrew Hurley, thanks for your help. You'll stick around for the Melbourne preview. Looking forward to it, mate. There he is, Andrew Hurley. Goodbye to our TV audience on Sky Racing. Racing HQ Saturday will continue via Sky Sports Radio, or you can also listen to us via the app or on the web browser. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? In a moment, the traffic. A wise man once said, second marriage is the triumph of hope over experience. Experience the pleasures of wine. Try a bottle of Windy Peak wine by De Bortoli. Here's the traffic. There's traffic in the harbour today with the arrival of Disney Magic at Sea. Sailing for a limited time. Secure your spot today. Visit DisneyCruiseLine.com slash AUNZ for more. In Dean Park, traffic lights are blacked out at the intersection of Richmond Road and Golding Drive. In the CBD, an accident's been reported on Jamison Street near Clarence Street. In North Parramatta, we've got a crash on James Roos Drive heading westbound at Illawong Drive. That's causing very heavy delays on the approach and no delays in both directions heading over the Harbour Bridge. The King Living Spring Sale ends Sunday. Shop selected quick ship designs that are in stock and ready for delivery while stocks last. Visit your nearest King Living showroom today. I'm Brody Massini, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that we can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. 
the Toyota Ladies' Day, the most fashionable event of the Hawkesbury Racing Calendar, Thursday, November 9th. The eight-race card includes the $200,000 listed Lander Toyota Ladies' Day Cup, plus fantastic live entertainment and fabulous prizes for fashions on the field. Arrive early for a free reading from renowned local psychic June Lorraine. Dress to impress and enjoy the thrill and excitement of being trackside at Hawkesbury Race Club. Gates open 11am. For more info, call 4577-2263 or go to hawkesburyraceclub.com.au. Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. The very best of US racing seven days a week. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Feel the thrill of world-class racing. With $10 million to be won on James Squire Golden Eagle Day, gather your friends for a feast of street food pop-ups, award-winning dining, fashion competitions and live DJs. James Squire Golden Eagle Day, November 4 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. And the field is set. The red light is on. Gates are back. Great line out of the gates. But it's all rough fire and the thriller from Chinchilla. He's a group one winner. Inside the 250, opened the shoulders up and has drawn well clear. Lost and running, how cosy with that. Now McDonald feels for the favourite, lost and running, and he raced to a narrow lead. Nice four-year-old, this. Very nice. Great return to racing. Mass Crusaders wedging through and bursting through. Mass Crusader drives through, takes the leader. Smart horse and group one winner. Here comes the South Australian Geetra, went straight past him. And Geetra goes on to win the Tad Concord. He dusted up the Everest favourite nature strip. Geetra at the 100 over on the far side. Loving Gabby's run past nature strip. It's Geetra in front. Geetra. Geetra responded. It's a blowout. Nature strip's tying up. Parada's coming hard. Oh, and nature strip draws a length and a half. Two lengths clear. Nature strip goes back to back in the TJ. And this is an annihilation. Back to back wins for nature strip. Winning it in a romp. Interstate Form Preview brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Racing HQ on your Saturday. About to preview Mooney Valley Cox Plate Day and really looking forward to that. I I am having a chuckle here in the studio uh, about my man Kevy here on the text line who... um, he said, I'm talking too much. Well, 
Kevy, I, I host a radio show. What, what would you like me to do? Uh, sit here in silence? Um, I'm not sure what you expect of me, great man. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, but I host a radio show. Sorry for talking too much, though. Uh, good to have you tuned in. By the way, uh, Darren Flindell's numbers uh, in race five, too. That Randwick preview, uh, seven, eight, six, and two, and his best. If you wanted Darren's best for Randwick, uh, race six, number one, Hueto. Race six, number one, Hueto. Good on you, Kevy. That's one of your best. Uh, Steve from Cornell. Hey, guys, any thoughts if he could win the Cox Plate? I'm not sure what horse um, you're asking about there, Steve. Just add that into another text message and you'll hear what Warren Huntley and Mark Hunter have found in their uh, particular thoughts with the Cox Plate very shortly when we get to that race. Uh, we're about to do it. Let's uh, launch in Andrew Hurley. I'll say good morning to you again, mate. Uh, how's the betting activity been for Cox Plate Day? No doubt it's been pretty strong. <laughs> mate, what is supposed to be doing? Oh, been seen and not heard. That's what it said. He said, I'm talking. Oh, I don't know, mate. That was, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to think. I don't, I'm... I'm talking too much. Well, but at least I'm talking. It'd be a pretty boring show if I wasn't talking, girls. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Uh, uh, mate, it's, it's been strong, yeah. Um, I, I said this earlier in the week, too. Um, I, I don't know if it was probably by accident, not design, but mm-hmm. I think... Uh, Having the uh, having the Manicato on this uh, on this program uh, on the Saturday uh, boosts it somewhat as well, considering that uh, you know I think last yeah. year it was sort of forced upon them because they had that washout on the Friday night. So um, I like the fact the Manicato is on as well, albeit it's a very short price favourite. But uh, yeah, very strong betting rates, a cracking addition of the Cox Plate. Let's get to our experts. Mark Hunter and Warren Huntley are both on the line. Mark, as I say, good morning to you. Um, this uh, carnival rolls on an outstanding. Standing program. Have you found it doing the form? And what's your take on the track backing up from last night? Morning, Luke. Morning, Hills. Look, the track last night probably raced a bit drier than it will today. I think. I think they were pretty uh, cautious to not have marking on the track from last night's meeting. So maybe it raced a touch on the firmish side and hard to make ground. But they put eight mils on overnight. A very strong wind here. I think it's about a 30, 35 k northerly blowing. So we'll see how that affects it. But I, I would think the track would race. Pretty well. You're maybe up, maybe up on speed. No disadvantage again, Luke. Thanks uh, for your thoughts there, Mark. Warren Huntley, how are you and what are your thoughts? Yeah, very similar to, to Mark. It's not Some of the field sizes today are a little bit small, but there's some quality in the small field, so it's an intriguing day and yeah, not necessarily a betting proposition, the Manicato, but great to see Imperatrice back and what a fantastic Cox Plate. So can't wait to get there. As we get there, boys, 24-hour foal cover for 24-hour-a-day peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended foal policy until the 2025 yearling sales, all with HQ's renewable extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. And we thank them for their support uh, of our program. We get to race one, Andrew. Hurley, it's an open over the thousand metres. Talk us through the market. Yeah, six runners engaged here. Ashford Street today, seven dollars to six dollars. Unflinching three ninety to three seventy. Our favourite is taunting two twenty, two twenty five, back to two twenty five. Uh, five dollars for Basuto, Shalaman eight dollars, and thirty four classy JB. All right, um, this is interesting because we've got unflinching two ninety since Wednesday out to three seventy, and taunting's two seventy into two twenty five. But dollar wise, unflinching's far more popular. Mark Hunter with his thoughts on race one. I think it's a pseudo, Luke. It's the only horse in the race that I can sort of trust how it's going to run. Uh, it um, looked to be travelling like almost a winner on the turn last time. Clipped heels and dumped the rider. 
it'll settle stone last here in the field of six, but there looks like enough speed. He just needs to do something clever, uh, something clever from the 600 to the home turn, not just peel out wide and get pushed wider. Save some ground, be close enough on the home turn. If that happens, I think Fasudo's got a great chance of bringing them down. Beat number five, Charlemagne, who will go forward, grind away at the 1,000 metres, give you a sight. Three taunting. It might win. I tell you what, we see a lot of Adelaide horses cross the border here and just go backwards when they come over here, so I'm not trusting it'll run to its complete best. And two unflinching, who was ordinary first up, but did have some excuses, but we've beaten at the 400. I want to see it return to form before I join in. So four for me, four, five, three, and two. Same top selection for me for for Sudo. He, he lost the rider last start, clipping heels, but he's jumped out nicely since. Seems to have recovered from that without any ill effects. He will need a smart rider, as Mark outlined, because he'll be stalking them and, and charging late. Four for me, he had a three taunty. He'll sit forward, give a sight, as will number two, unflinching, gets the crossover noseband off here, and one Ashford Streets. Going okay in, in stronger races, back to the 1,000 metres, might be a slight query. Four, three, two, one. Race two at Mooney Valley is for the two-year-olds. Listed English banner, Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, three scratchings here. Dream Smart, Blue Stratum and Albertville all come out, but zero deduction. We go up the top here. Brutal Force is $51 chance. 26 for Caparico. Indefinite, 17. 26 Poussons Power. Went up 51 for it. Uh, Rue de Royal. Fourteen dollars on Wednesday. It's now seven fifty chance. Nineteen for Whitson. Blue Lua is a five fifty chance. We've got two joint favourites here. Old Bastille four sixty into four dollars, and Chosen Legend five fifty to four forty today. Gimme Gimme eighty one twenty one handcrafted. Ayasugi is a thirteen dollar chance and easy from seven fifty, and also on the drift. Mortal Star four twenty to seven fifty. Best back runner here, Zach Curtin, Chosen Legend. Warren Huntley race two. So much to learn goes without saying, Luke, with, with all of these on debut, we're trying to assess trials and jump outs. I thought number eight, Old Bastille, trialled as well as anything in a recent jump out at Flemington. And if the, the digital times on the, the jump out uh, website are accurate, when significantly quicker time than number seven, Blue Allure, who was out wide in the track, looked to a trial quite nicely in, in the heat that Blue Allure contested. 13 Immortal Star has some jump out form that, that ties in with uh, with Bowl Bastille and I thought jumped out nicely and, and nine chosen legend looks to have moved pretty well in, in heats. Alongside Hayasuki, who is also trolled up nicely. Plenty to learn. I put them in eight, seven, thirteen and nine. Yeah, the winner here was number fifteen Blue Stratum and unfortunately didn't get a run. So we're left with a wide open race. No standouts from the trials. I'll go number thirteen Immortal Star who got through inside in the Flemington jump out looked quite good. 12, Hayasugi was good ridden quiet first trial, ridden forward on the speed on a wet track second trial, didn't go as well. So look for a quieter ride and a better run here. Nine, Chosen Legend, it and Hayasugi have been trolling together. They've both gone quite well. An eight, Bold Bastille showed some speed. Not sure how strong it will be. Happy to pass here, 13, 12, 9 and 8. Race three we go to at the Valley, and it is the group three for the four-year-olds and ups, the Tessio Stakes. Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, Riverina Cyclone comes out, zero deductions, and Delicious Tycoon, four by four. Well, that's the file, six dollars, two forty. Wishlaw last looking for three on the bow. Osmos is a five dollar chance, six dollars and a franke. We've got Soul Choice, six fifty, twenty one Maracana and Dazzling Lucy, eleven dollars. Very, very quiet betting race here. Um, best tribe would be the favourite, Wishlaw last, but not that keen to get involved. 
What about you, Mark? Well, I was desperate to find something to beat with for last year with 59 kilos, um, but I can't. I think mm. it's such a moderate race. I think it goes forward from gate one, it finds the lead, it dictates the race. And it's got inferior horses chasing it, so it probably wins the game to beat number three. Osmos excuses first up, bitter five kilo on Wishlaw Lass has got some chance. One to Lassifile is getting fitter, has got a hope, and maybe six Maracanar was just ridden upside down last time, so a quieter ride here, it might go better. Two should lead all the way, two, three, one, six. I'm keen on her Wishlaw Lass, she's building a really good profile, she can make her own luck. And Mark said she rises to 59 kilos, but. She's earned that, and I love the fight she showed when she was headed by Barbie's Fox last start, and that form ties in with the Epsom, which I think is a, a great form reference for her. I like her to wish the last. Horses coming down from Sydney with uh, with a similar form profile, but one Thalassophile worked through the line strongly last start. Will strip fitter through that same race. Number five, Soul Choice, will also be fitter third up and might get into a more forward position here and Osmos was out the back in that race but actually worked through the line quite solidly fitter Timmy Clark aboard might end up in a more forward spot for, for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable I think that form line through the, the Sydney race and uh, and Renaissance Woman is the key danger to wish or less but I'm keen on her 2153 OK great to get your thoughts there Warren race number four is for the three year old fillies are listed the Crockett Stakes Andrew Hurley and Saltaire the O'Shea filly. She's uh, been down in Melbourne for one run this preparation and she fronts up again. Yeah, she's um, ended up in a race with uh, plenty of scratchings here and significant deductions. Fire lane 2 by 3 22 cents to win, 16 cents to place inhibitions. The Garflick 8 by 9 the Mumbai Moose, which runs around at Randwick, 13 by 11 Leaves us up the top with Saltaire. Blake Shim for John O'Shea. Five dollars fifty. Three seventy Shiva. Kiki is a twenty-one dollar chance. Nine fifty Divine Glory. Five fifty Right to Party. Atlantic Spirit forty-one. Thirteen Paradise City. Floozy five fifty. Thirty-four. Much as a hundred to one was written about West of Dolby. And gumdrops uh, twenty-six to seven fifty. So obviously some significant fluctuations because of the deductions. But in terms of popularity, uh, it would actually be gumdrops. How are we handling this fourth race, Warren? Had to handle it with a, a bit of uh, nimbleness and, and a bit of versatility with the scratchings. Mm. Change my top selection, but number eight right to party is probably going to be better over a little bit further. But her first up run was terrific against the, the pattern chasing inhibitions who would have been my top selection back to the 1,200 metres prior to being scratched. She had cardiac arrhythmia last start. She's jumped out well between runs and uh, she's going to be giving them a start, but I think she'll be very strong late. Number eight, right to party. Head of five, Shiva, who away from the straight track was back in winning form last start. She's building a, a good record and I think she's a legitimate winning chance here. 12 floozy, only won a maiden last start, but she's building to that. There's depth in the form around her and she can make her own luck and got 11 Paradise City. Or I think push forward from that draw. That's what she's been doing in her wins to date. She survived a protest last start. She looks to be progressive. Eight each way for me ahead of 5, 12 and 11. Got the same top three, just a different order here. I'll go number 12, Floozy, who I think in a race where a few of these are suspect at 1,200, Floozy isn't. It's getting better with each run. Goes forward, gets a great run here for Damien. Uh, big win last time. I think it'll just stalk the speed and produce at the right time to beat number five, Shiva. Take away that straight track failure. It forms good. Good win last time, ridden quietly, ran on very well. Eight right to party. Terrific first up, miss up last time. Lovely trial since. We'll get back and be storming home. 
and four pick number one Saltaire gets the blinkers on at a wide gate and I've got just a little query at the back end of 1,200 metres for Saltaire. 12, 5, 8, then 1. We move to race number five. Before the market, Jay Carr will ride the favourite here to Valu, Mark. Uh, been copping it a bit in the media lately. Um, how's she sitting on at the moment? Uh, yes, she has been copying it a bit in the media lately, Luke. She'll, look, she's not having the success she would obviously be used to enjoying, but racing's like that. She's one minute away from getting back on track, and um, it'll come here. We'll, we'll get to the selections in a minute when you read out the odds. Yeah, love it, mate. Um, was uh, She's copying it a bit, Jamie, but it, it, there's variance involved in this game, as we well know, and we're quick to jump on that bandwagon, aren't we? We are, Luke, and, and the other thing is that when there are those type of questions, it's such a, a game of opportunities that 100. if you're not getting the, the same quality of horses, if you're the next rung down, then invariably the horses finish that next run back in the finishing order. So it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but I'm, a, I'm with Mark. I won't take long for it to bounce back. Andrew Hurley with the market on the Crystal Mile. Yeah, Tuvalu for Jamie Carr is a $2.80 chance, three twenty posted early doors. Banker's Choice, $11. 21 just spoke. Antino is the $2.80 equal favourite, $7 out to $11 for Mustang Valley and Prowess, uh, $3.90. Only a small field, which is pretty disappointing, but Jesus, some quality here. suppose you like the fave or equal favourite Tuvalu, Mark, here. I think it's a great chance for the horse, the trainer and the jockey to find their way back into the winner's stall, which has been eluding them lately. Tuvalu is racing itself into form. I think it will pounce on the lead. I think it will control the race. Antino's going to have to come out early and put some pressure on. But I think Tuvalu will control the race and win to beat number four, Antino. Going terrific. Probably settles fourth, one out, one back on the back of Just Folk. Blake Shin will be aware of the run Tuvalu's getting. He'll have to come out early, put it into the race, but I think two will be too good for it. Six prowess, on her best, I would tip prowess. She had that setback coming into this campaign, which is not ideal. She went first up on the heavy. She went okay. Uh, she'll sit leaders back here and be fitter. And fourth pick number two, Banker's Choice, who's racing itself into a win very shortly. Just think the tempo might be against it here. I think one leads all the way, one, four, six, and two. Seeing it exactly the same as Mark here. I think Tuvalu can control the race. Here. He's had a nice jump out between runs. He's got the Group 1 weight for age form in his most recent run, and, and that should be good enough for him to control the race. And I think he can kick and win. Be an intriguing tactical battle with Blake Shin trying to get Antino into the race to expose any chink in the armour of Tuvalu. Small field, but I'm really looking forward to the contest. Prowess is such a talented New Zealand mare. She did enough first up. She's had that interruption to her campaign, but at least she's back. We've got her here on Cox Plate Day, and I think she's there to run well and improve out of this race. And Banker's choice to fight his odds in the Turaki was really strong to the line. Probably settles close to last year, and he'll be strong late. Keen on one, ahead of four, six, and two. That's race five, the Crystal Mile. We go to race number six, uh, group two for the three-year-old fillies, Andrew Hurley. Yeah, and uh, the favourite here now is Skybird. One scratching, fire pressure comes out, and the deduction there, three by two, peer pressure, rather. Oh, where I got that from. Uh, Brilla is an $8.50 chance. Seven fifty, Karina Queen. Captain Amelia, six fifty. but it's been easy. A bit over $4 on Wednesday, 21 Oceans of Energy. Nadachi, 14, 23 Grazinga Bell. Skybird, our favourite, just been well back, 460 on Wednesday. It's now 290. Perfect. 
a $13 chance, 550 Broadcaster, and Quickstar is a $16 chance. Looking for three starts, three wins. Skybird, Hunter's uh, are pretty keen on it. Yeah, she looks to go pretty well, Warren. She does. She's got the wide draw after 1,600 metres first racing prep, so she wins today. She is very good, and I think she's a chance. I'm going to go with three Karina Queen each way here. I think she's out to the 1,600 metres, which should suit, and I think there's an opportunity for her to perhaps settle a little bit closer. Three each way for me. Head of eight, Skybird. She's been impressive in her wins to date in easier company. She looks to have real upside, but she does face the challenge of the, the wide draw, if there's any pattern of the day, and getting out to the 1,600 metres and rising in grade. So I think she's short enough in the market. Captain Amelia ran well enough in a good race last start down from Sydney and 10 broadcaster you could argue uh, probably shouldn't be a maiden but is a maiden but you can understand with the quality of her performances sometimes without much luck against good opposition that they're persisting in this grade. Three, eight, four and ten. Yeah, tough race, quite a few chances. I'm going to tip number 10, Broadcaster. I wouldn't think it's had the greatest of steers in recent times. It gets Craig Williams here from a good gate. My very moderate tempo this race, Broadcaster can go forward, park in the first three or four, control the race and run well to beat number eight, Skybird, who I think is probably the best three in the race. Uh, both wins have been super. From that gate, I would imagine she has to settle almost last off a moderate tempo and need quite a bit to go right. Four Captain Amelia coming through the best races is going okay in two Aprilia. Last two runs have been good. It'll push forward on the speed, not a lot of pressure, and give you a good sight. I think 10, 10 gets a great run here. 10, 8, 4, and 2. That's race 6. Race 7 is the Drummond Golf Vars, Group 2. And Verdad's pretty short here, but uh, Andrew, uh, the one, Sun Source, first horse we'll uh, discuss. Yeah, it's uh, $8 chance. It did go up $11, but uh, we'll just look at the fluctuations from today because Snowman comes out 13 by 12 and Port Lockroy 13 by 12. They'll both come round in Sydney. $8 in from $8.50 Sunsource this morning. $6.50 Air Assault. Verdad, $1.90 into $1.85. $5.50 to $5.00 Apulia. Honing, 11 into single figures now, $9.50. SK, $17.26. Uh, Balawayo and Ma Harley is a $71 chance. So that's a look at the trade. As far as Dollars Hill, uh, since the opening whistle, yeah, it's pretty much bird that. Uh, some source has been popular, but Luke? Okay, uh, Mark Hunter, what are you saying? I'm saying, Luke, that there are probably so two and a half hopes. I'm going to go with number four, Apulia, who was come, it came back from a spell, albeit a very slow field first up, ran well at the Valley second up was ready to go at a Sunday meeting at Flemington and scratched at the gates. Then it came out in the Riff Rocket race. I'd say not only was it in the worst part of the track, but probably needed the run there. And last week at Caulfield, did a good job, finished fourth. The race was just run completely, so he'd had no hope from the back, but ran well. I think it's ticked the 2,000-metre box. He'll get a beautiful run behind him for Zara to beat number three, Verdad. Verdad's got the last two runs behind Griff. It brings the best form in the race. It's got to run 2,000, and it's on its first campaign, so little queries if you're taking the short odds. Number two, Air Assault. It's only been out to a distance twice and bolted in both times. It looks the leader. It's the other little hope. And then seven, Coning, pushes forward on the speed. Getting better with racing has got some chance. But four and three mainly for me, four, three, two, and seven. The same key winning chances for me. I'm with Verdad, Robbie Griffiths, telling... Melbourne Radio RSN 927 this morning that they'll be positive with Verdad out to the 2040 
speeders and he comes through the right four lines. He got around the valley well here two starts ago in the start, then uh, ran well through the line strongly in the Caulfield Guinea. He's got him ahead of Verdad, who, uh, sorry, Apulia, number four. Not surprising to see him back up after that slowly run race last week. He was also very effective at the valley going back some three starts ago. Aerosol's building a, a good record in South Australia. This is tougher, but beyond the, the trip of, of 1,200 metres, as Mark outlined, he just seems to be a horse that can make his own luck and really maintain a strong gallop. And some source number one, next best for me, three, four, two, one. Group one, Manicato Stakes is race eight. What price is she now, Hurls Imperatriz? forty, I think, last time I checked, yeah. Hurls Imperatriz. Yeah, sorry, mate, my... Um, my um Earpiece just dropped out. That's okay. So it's the most it's the most popular runner I think I've ever seen as far as multis are concerned. He's just been anchored left, right and centre. In fact, as far as multis are concerned, it holds about oh, 10 times more than what we're holding for it on the wind. Uh, extraordinary. So it's $1.40. There's absolutely nothing else to report. Uh, it's all about this favourite Imperatriz that's just, just been scintillating uh, in its... Uh, in its Races this uh, this spring eight dollars to seven dollars iron me, but it's nothing uh, nothing significant at all. It's all about imperatories. These these multis going to be alive, Warren, or are they going to pop? Well, we were saying similar things about Riff Rock at this time last week, but mm. probably different dynamic here with a twelve hundred meter race rather than a two thousand meter race that could develop into a uh, into a four hundred meter race. So I think that this race, the way it sets up with I am me, perhaps I am war, jigsaw rolling along. You'd think that out to 1,200 metres, Imperatriz had just round them up. She's been running track records at 1,000 metres. She's ugly, better suited here, and she just should win ahead of two Buenos Notches, who comes through some strong sprint races and had some uh, some interference in the in the Everest last start. I'm thinking he's one of the main dangers. Not surprised the blinkers have come off Uncommon James. He'll probably settle into as good a spot as any horse in the race behind the speed and at least be there to give a kick. But I think Imperatriz will gobble him up. And I'll put the Inferno, who might even settle behind Imperatriz. Hard to see any horse getting past Imperatriz, but I think the Inferno will be hitting the line strongly. 6 2 3 1. Yep, I'll be stunned if Imperatriz doesn't win and win easily. It's just come back from a spell in sensational, in sensational form. Flies at the valley, no issue, 1,200 metres. Moderate field outside of it to beat number three, Uncommon James, who goes forward. Just worry it might have had its heart broken by a through last time, but gets a good run on the speed. Two Buenos Notches, who I don't think runs a strong 1,200, but he's competitive here. And seven IME, who's winning well in weaker races. It's hard, it's fit, it'll go forward on the speed and might hang on for a place. Six should win easily. Six, three, two and seven. We move to the Cox Plate, Group 1, 2,040 metres, the Weight for Age Championship. Andrew Hurley's got the market. Uh, before I go on, go I'm going to ask Warren and also Mark, who's popped up on Twitter or X yesterday, the 1992 Cox Plate. Have a listen to this. Rough Habit, Superimpose, Better Loosen Up, Prince Solari, Citizen, Naturalism, which fell, Injitay, Let's Elope, Mannerism, Coronation Day, Muleview Village, Alice Rain, First and Slight Chance. I still think it's the best race I've ever seen. It was amazing. Look, I'm not sure if you recall it, mate, but um, Naturalism went out as a 9-4 to four favourite. Luke Dippman fell, what, about the 600 metres, fellas, I reckon? And um, Superimposed came flying down the outside. From memory, Michael Clark got off Better Loosen Up and was in tears. It was coming back from a, a really significant tendon injury. And... Um, 
yeah, it was just unlucky, as was Let's Elope. Recall all that? How do you recall it, Mark? I was at LA Airport coming home from a footy trip, Luke. That's how I re- um, recall that one. Yeah, that was... It's bobbed up on TV all week. It's a sensational race. I think they had... There's a little documentary, too, where they have Simon Marshall talking and Greg Charles talking and Greg Hall talking. You wrote, obviously, Superimpose. It was just held a scalp.